This is an audio-only podcast taken from a Twitch live stream, so some content may not make sense outside of its live environment, and there may be short breaks in the audio. To watch the full live talk show, please visit www.twitch.tv forward slash hi7ch. Hey guys, welcome to the Hitchin' Post podcast once again. Today we have four people, and my ears just popped. That was bad timing, that felt weird. <laughs> we have four people. We have Gray. Hello. We have Keith. Oh, uh, fuck. We have Cola. <laughs> and everything was going so well. <laughs> Already seconds. seconds. And Already. two. Now we have Cola. <laughs> hello. And we have Pixies. Hello, hello. And we are going to be discussing a certain range of computers that started in 1985 the four horsemen yes in 1985 and it would happen to be called the amiga range which was made by commodore there was an a500 and a600 and a1200 and a1000 and a2000 was there an a3000 i can't remember there was an a4000 a couple of them actually yeah there was nearly an a300 but they changed the name to a600 after some Mm -hmm. but we'll talk about that one um so yeah welcome everybody listening on the audio podcast and if you are on the audio podcast don't forget that all you have to do is go to twitch.tv forward slash hi7ch to watch three glorious beards and one almost beard live who's the almost beard the guy behind below oh i don't know if he's below you on yours but he's below your mind that's right pixies. Then. Pix, pixies is growing the almost beard yeah, yeah. So, growing okay. the isolation beard yes it's, i it's actually shaved this do. morning <laughs> i didn't um so yeah we're going to talk about the uh amiga range uh the a500 probably going to be the one that we do the most um because that was by far the most popular, selling roughly six million uh, computers, which ain't that many when you think about it. Oh, that's pretty good for them, mind I think, for back in the eighties. I, I agree. Well, six I mean, yeah, I mean, it went on to for what? Uh, it, it does say somewhere in nineteen ninety six. It was discontinued. I'm not sure when they actually discontinued. I think it's nineteen ninety five. They discontinued the A five hundred because then they made the A six hundred, which was meant to replace it and be a cheaper model like the A five hundred. But of course, life didn't happen like that. So, uh, so yeah. Get, what what was your? Did we all have Amigas? I assume we all had Amigas. Oh, well, have Amigas. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have one now. <laughs> yes. Yes. Did you want an Amiga back then? Were you I... even around back then? Oh yeah, I think I think he was too young to real. Uh, no barely was me. Um, I grew up with a, a DOS PC. Um, I didn't know anybody who had an Amiga, at least in my little small town in in Michigan. I'm sure they were there. I mean, the, the university probably used video toasters and stuff like that. Um, but I didn't know about the Amiga until I was probably 13 or 14. Just you know, looking on the internet and trying to find things that I hadn't experienced looking through emulators what, and being like, oh, what's that? That looks kind of cool. What, what year was um, that? Uh, how old were you? No, you probably 14. What year was that? Sorry. 2003. Okay, so... Would it be when I was 14? Yeah. yeah. When, it, when it was dead and done, basically. In a mainstream sense. <laughs> anyway. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's I think cool. by 2003, I, my 
A1200 had been in the bin for almost 10 years. <laughs> Why did you throw it in the bin? Oh, don't ask, don't ask, don't ask. It's, it's still, <laughs> still painful. Yeah, somebody probably owns that Amiga. Yeah, yeah. They rescued yeah. it. They, they, t- they, they took it out of the cage. I've always free. said all the Amiga because I've had a few because my father used to have them and he'd like get, I'd use them while he used them for work. I obviously used them for gaming, but yeah. I had a few and th- to this day I regret getting rid of them. Years ago, this was my you know in the late nineties, maybe mid nineties actually. I don't know, I can't remember. Okay, question. Okay, you can answer that. Pixels, did pixies? Did you have um, Amiga back then? You did. I did. Um, as with all systems back then, I was a late starter, a late developer. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> um, so generally, people consider the the um, the heyday of the Amiga to be about sort of eighty nine to about ninety three. Yeah. Um, sorry about and ninety three is when I got my Amiga. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. so I got I got an eight six hundred in a July uh, ninety three for my birthday. Yeah. Um, and then a couple of years later, I upgraded to an A twelve hundred. Uh, and then a couple of years later, I sold it and got a PC. Yeah. And we were all very sad. Yeah, but you weren't, were you? Because you were playing Doom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly the same reason I sold mine back then. I sold all of mine. I had an A500, uh, an A600 at one point, uh, and an A1200 that I put in a, t- a tower. So it was an A1200 homemade T. Uh, and I sold all three and bought my PC. <laughs> And uh, I must admit, looking back, I don't regret it one bit. But at the same time, I wish I still had him. Yeah, so it's, oh, yeah. yeah. it's catch twenty two. Yeah. I want, I want, I want. I, I would, I would die to have my twelve hundred T. Well, I wouldn't, but um, it, it would be really nice to have it again. Would but you? What would you get rid of which you own right now to have have an A twelve hundred console and computer wise? If you could, if someone said, <laughs> "I want you a." Sega Saturn, I want your 3DO, and I want your C64. I'll give you my A1200. They could take the C64. It's not a problem. <laughs> no, but I want them in all three. I want those three. No, <laughs> uh, no. No? No. Okay. No, A1200 no. is not that good. I mean, I bought an A500 again recently, and uh, I had the money to buy an A1200, but I bought an A500 with a CRT, because that, to me, is is the Amiga I wanted. Uh, winners don't use AGA. Is that right, Cola? The- as, as they say in my favorite, one of my favorite OCS demos. Yes, the eighty five hundred is what I remember the most, though. You know, that's what I mostly done my gaming on. That's what I first used D Paint on Deluxe Paint and stuff. You know, the A five hundred is what I always picture when I think Amiga. Yeah, it's the same for me. I mean, it's 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 it was the most popular machine. I I don't know how many. Um... Um, a twelve hundred sold because they don't have actual figures, but apparently ninety three thousand and something were sold in Germany. That's all they know. Um, from what I read, anyway, <clears throat> I could be wrong. Um, well, I, I I read Wikipedia. I'm still reading Wikipedia. It's in front of me right now. Uh, but the A five hundred sold like six million, according to Commodore. Uh, fanboys say it sold ten million, but I'm going to trust Commodore over the fanboys. So, you know, something about it being Commodore. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, I think six million is pretty good for well, late eighties. I think that's pretty good, to be honest with you. It's kind of weird. I mean, if if you if they go like the Dreamcast or the Saturn, yeah, it's like ten yeah. million, complete and utter failure. But everybody yeah, classes but... six million as a success for a computer. It's kind of strange well, I... how it works out differently. Yeah, I don't think the Dreamcast was failure. But... No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> no, I know. I know what you're getting yeah. at. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
yeah. guess it's when you compare it to like like they compare the Dreamcast to the PlayStation uh, Two, um, and then of course it looks like a failure, one hundred and ten million to ten million, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but I guess you got to compare the if you compare the Amiga to PC sales now, then yeah, okay, you know, Wintel won by by significant billions. Uh, but back then, yeah, I, I, I did not realise the Amiga was that popular. I know it was popular in the UK and Europe, but I did not realise it was that popular. Well, I've, I've said before, when I had the, when my father had the Amigas and I used to game on them, I was about the same age as Cola was, probably, well, 12 or 13, but obviously this was years before then, like, you know, but um, yeah. for me, the Amiga was the most popular computer to have. PCs, back then, PCs were shit. You know, they were underpowered <laughs> crap, if you ask me. You know, that's, that's how I, I saw them anyway. To me, it was yeah. the Amiga was the gaming computer to have, like, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, graphically and stuff it was. <laughs> Although there is a Tandy DOS clone that uh, actually came out before the Amiga 500 or the Amiga 1000 that actually performed better and also did games <laughs> and stuff. But I didn't know about that until literally this year, until 2020. Yeah. So I, was, I remember hating PCs until I actually owned one. Uh, yeah, there's actual yeah. documentary evidence where of a letter I wrote to Amiga Format. <laughs> I, I use the old thing where it says Microsoft, but you replace the S with the with the uh, dollar sign. Yes. Oh yes. no, you yes. were one of those people. He's <laughs> one of those back in the nineties. We, we yeah. were all one of those at some point over some system, I guess. So, but yeah, now it's the same. I. I why would I want a PC? I'm I'm like the the modern day fanboys uh, that that constantly deride the PC, um, even though they've used one. But as soon as I got a PC, I was just like, "Oh my god, this thing is amazing!" I mean, we're talking ninety five, ninety six, probably when I moved into PCs, and that's when I got rid of all my Amigas, and I was just amazed. So yeah, yeah. When when they say I thought back in the mid nineties when I had the Amiga, I thought the PC was shit. It's, I did. It wasn't so much I thought it was shit. I just wasn't that aware of what a PC was. Yeah, a, a traditional style PC, personal computer, you know. But yeah, like the Amiga was the only computer I really knew. I obviously Atari STs and Commodore sixty fours and all that. But the PC, I just wasn't aware of fully what a PC was. So that's. Yeah. Well, yeah. more I, guess, I mean, I guess it does not. The PC was always the works machine back then. <clears throat> and even yeah. though we used the Commodore, some of us, for worky type things, let's face it, it was predominantly a game machine, the A500, A1200, etc. The workstations, the 4000s and stuff, yeah, I guess they were kind of work machines, but I'm still pretty sure most people, or at least the kids of most people, uh, just used them to play games on. So why yeah, wouldn't I mean, you? <laughs> when you think of the PCs of the era, if we're, we're comparing like, you know, 1985 to like, you know, the early 90s, you know, if you look at DOS games then, it's yeah. it's a lot of uh, CGA, <laughs> which of, does not graphically, <laughs> you know, if you look at a CGA based game compared to a game that was running on an OCS Amiga, I mean, there's no, there's no comparison at all. Yeah, no. Um, even sound, sound was kind of a wasteland on PC until, you know, sometime in the late late 80s too so uh amiga had to step up there as well and it just kind of it took time for the pc to kind of play catch up really is what it felt like Uh, and to be fair i mean sound wise as you say the amigas kicked ass for a long time and even well into the 90s the pc sound because you could go so many options 
uh, that could also be a wasteland even then if you if you got the wrong card or you thought you were getting the right card, you know. Fragmentation, uh, it yeah. was a real thing. Whereas if you were developing for the Amiga, you knew you kind of had just one thing to worry about. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Instead of like, oh, I need to support eight different sound cards. Yeah, <laughs> true. I mean, it was very, very console-like. Which is why I suppose it also helped it become, or is 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 it becoming a games machine? Was that a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, I well, think it PC? was a good thing. No, the uh, the Amiga, let's oh, right. say the Amiga five hundreds and stuff. Like I said, for me, it was a game. It was a gaming system. My yeah. father used it for work, and I used it for video games. I only knew it as a gaming system. So and, and I was Deluxe at that Paint age. 4. So come on, you used Deluxe, Deluxe Paint Four. That's true, yeah. Deluxe, yeah. Paint, Deluxe Paint is one of my first ever things I did with a computer. You know, I drew, I drew um, an Indiana Jones scene with the mouse. That was one of the first ever things I drew in uh, Deluxe Paint, and uh, yeah, I loved it. And now we have to put it with your goddamn YouTube channel and you being a creative artist. Exactly. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Commodore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anybody? I mean, yeah, Pixels. I, did you? I use definitely. It? Uh, I definitely went for everything i could possibly do on the system because <laughs> yeah. uh, i'm 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 a bit of a creative type i like to fiddle around with things and play with things so yeah. and uh because cover discs on magazines quite often had all of these different yeah. things on yeah. um i'd play with music badly um i had a deluxe paint 3 with my uh, with my omega 600 so I, I played with that um i played with vista pro where you can make landscapes and yes. things like that Love um Amos for, for for programming. I used to play with um, Amos. and then of course you had all Imagine and Lightwave and Real 3D, which was completely beyond me. Yeah. And just to use the system, you had directory opus. I mean, yeah. you can't not mention directory opus. Which which dopus? Uh, four. Yes. There we go. <laughs> going going on pixels, mind what are you just saying? I completely forgot this. It's uh, the Amiga also also got me into 3D animation. Ah, okay. And not many people know this. I have a degree in 3D animation, <laughs> which I had years ago, but which I don't use. Even I didn't but, know that. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I know. I don't use it. That's why I never mention it. But I, I did get up. You know, I used 3ds Max and years down the line. But Amiga was the first time I ever, I did sort of the Cinema 4D um, Light Wave. It was a, it was an X copied bootleg copy, but yeah, Light Wave. <laughs> And I loved the Amiga for the 3D stuff you could do. And that was my first ever time fiddling around with 3D. I loved it. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, I think that's that's pretty common, um, you know, using using it also for productivity as well as games. Because the, uh, the Amiga 500 I bought, which I bought a little over a year and four months or so ago, um, the person who had that was obviously the creative type. He had a lot of, um, you know, deluxe paint, of course, I think it was Sculpt 3D that I found discs for, some other, you know, rendering software. And that was actually one of the first things I ran on floppy yeah. disk. I uh, rendered some car and, you know, you could hit the button, you could hit like a, the arrow key and it would slightly shift the car to the left or the right. <laughs> and you'd have to wait for it to draw out all of its different polygons. And then you could, you know, shift it again if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, cool stuff for sure. Definitely cool stuff for sure. Um, regarding the PC thing, just so we can kind of cover it, we were talking about PC being a fragmented market and the Amiga being a, a very you-know-what-you've-got type thing, a very console-y kind of market. Uh, do you think that 
I mean, I, I have my opinions and I, I was there, literally there, so I do remember it as an adult. Um, do you think that um, helped the downfall of Commodore and the Amiga in general? The fact that it couldn't be fragmented unless you had a fortune of money because to, to, to expand the Amiga now is still expensive. To expand the Amiga back then was just as expensive, but we got paid a lot less. So it was ridiculous, you know. You need a thousand pounds to turn your Amiga twelve hundred into a tower and stuff like that. Do, do I mean, as with anything, um, as soon as you start splitting the user base, you start to have problems with yeah. what people, what developers, and what uh, publishers will actually make things for. I mean, yeah. it's kind of why AGA on the on the Amiga twelve hundred and the Amiga four thousand wasn't a big success <laughs> because. They couldn't build things that really took advantage of it very often because they just wouldn't sell the. the everyone had a five hundred or six hundred, and everyone would just go out and uh, yeah. only buy things that were available for those. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, but I never upgraded my five hundred back then. I did upgrade my twelve hundred. I had the squirrel and um, all all of the bits and bobs to put the CD ROMs onto it and stuff like that. Um, what about you, Dan? Did you? Well, for upgrading, yeah. Uh, the only upgrade I didn't do it. My father did it again, and I think the only upgrade I can think of, he went from a floppy disk for CD-ROM <laughs> and a four megabyte accelerator card. Wow, and I think that was on the five hundred. Back... He spent some money back then. Then. Oh yeah, yeah. He's but yeah, yeah. Last time, I mean, back then, the four megabyte is bloody night and day. You know, I, was, yeah. I got to play Alien Breed 3D, which I couldn't play <laughs> on my normal uh, five hundred. And yeah, it was brilliant. But I didn't myself upgrade, and my father did all the upgrading. Yeah. You know, so. I, I was using mine. I, I stuck a Picasso 2 in mine at one point. And I think the Picasso 2 cost me 700 quid. I mean, I was an adult. I was, you know, bringing in some money. So it, it didn't feel as bad as it sounds even back then. But um, yeah, it's just so expensive. Uh, yeah. And, and what, what about you, Carl? I mean, Cola coming in after the fact and kind of looking back. You, yeah, you, you so, didn't do what we did where we finally sold because we'd had enough and moved on to the cheaper system in the end, the PC. Yeah, um, yeah so I, uh, like I said, I've had my Amiga 500 for a little over a year. Um, I used it basically as, as it was out of the box for the first couple of months. Uh, and then I kind of realized, okay, well, everything for this machine, and I, I live in the U.S., so um, our standard was NTSC, and most of the software and things that people work with nowadays uh, targets PAL, which is more of the European standard. Um, so I was like, well, I wonder if I can make my machine do that. So I opened it up and learned that you could switch one of the chips, the, uh, the Agnes chip in there. Yep. Uh, to allow for PAL. So that was one of the uh, one of the first things I did. Uh, I then also invested in a GoTech floppy uh, emulator, which we'll probably talk about a little bit. Uh, which oh, allows we'll you to definitely use, talk about the GoTech. Uh, floppy disk images uh, on your machine instead of having to actually use floppies. Yeah. Um, but before that, I even invested in a null modem cable and <clears> used um, uh, Amiga Explorer on the PC to hook up my PC to an Amiga and ascend ADF files to essentially the floppy drive on the Amiga and write my own disks that way of disk images to actual disks. Yeah. Uh, that was how I experienced the first game I ever played on the Amiga, which was uh, Battle Squadron. 
Uh, I actually also didn't have workbench discs, so I had to <laughs> talk to some, some people in the U.S. and get those sent to me. A nice person in the Amiga Discord uh, sent me workbench discs for free. Um, but then speaking of acceleration, after all that was done, um, I decided I wanted one of these fancy accelerators that sits in the sidecar. Uh, there's a ton of them nowadays. Uh, the one I chose was the uh, ACA 500 Plus from Individual Computers. Uh, lots and lots of features. Um, allows you to have a 42 megahertz, 68 OEC, something to that effect processor. Yeah. Uh, adds a bunch of uh, fast RAM. Gives you the ability to have a hard disk, which was night and day. Like completely different shift of how you can use the Amiga with WHD load which also prompted me to upgrade Agnes again <laughs> to have more chip RAM because 512K is not very much. Um, so yeah, I kind of started going down the rabbit hole, right? But I, I, I did it in a way where I could experience the machine for what it was at its base yeah. and then slowly got to the point where now my Amiga has grown arms and legs and can do all sorts of things it wasn't really, you know, probably up to the task to do in 87 or 88 when it was produced, but yeah. um, it, it's it's been super fun. Um, same with my CD32, I ended up buying the um, Terrible Fire 330 expansion for that. That was right after I bought the CD32 though. I, I knew I wanted to make that um, into more than just a games console, you know, yeah. have it be a fully functional AGA machine. Sometimes I, you'd probably argue that it's even more functional than a vast majority of, you know, uh, uh, AGA Amigas with that accelerator. But uh, it's been fun. There's lots of different options nowadays. There's a ton of people working on different things. And uh, depending on what you want to do with your machine, there's no lack of options. Sad thing is now all of your upgrades are worth more than your actual computer. Yeah, probably. <laughs> some, some of them aren't, aren't inexpensive. That's true. If that was a PC, your upgrades would still be worth nothing close to your, um, to your computer. Yeah. It's, it's weird how that turns it around. Well, I'll say the whole, the whole Amiga market now, if you want to go buy one, it's, uh, it's pretty nuts. Secondhand prices have gotten, gotten kind of crazy, especially are, in the US. Are they worth those prices? Depends on who you are. Yeah, worth worth do. is a very personal thing. Isn't worth it? is a is yeah. yeah. You can put like, that in in uh, quotations. I would I've, love. I've, go on. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'd love I'd love to own Amiga again. I'd love to. Every one I see on eBay or wherever, they just too expensive. Too expensive, yeah. if you yeah. ask me. If you, if you're patient, you can still get deals. You can still find you know the odd. You know, hundred dollar A five hundred or less. You know, but yeah, I, um, I got a deal, um, and I've been very patient uh, to the point where I almost just decided I wasn't going to bother. But one popped up that I thought was worth it, so I thought sod it and grab it. Um, but yeah, yeah, as Cola says, they are out there. I mean, it depends. I wouldn't class a hundred, hundred and fifty as too much, to be honest. I just spent $150 on a USB mod for a 3DO console that cost $150. Um, is it worth it? God damn, yeah. Definitely. You've seen my streams, so it's well worth it. Um, I mean, yeah. a year ago, when I bought my A500, I bought it from some guy on Craigslist who didn't even know it worked. Um, <laughs> he uh, he wanted $300 for it. I'm like, how about if it works, I give you two. 
Yeah. And uh, that that I brought my CRT over and made it, you know, made sure it worked. And then I bought it. Um, it. And then I got really lucky with that CD32 on Facebook Marketplace. I bought that for $150 plus shipping. Yeah, that was Whereas <laughs> you, you find one on eBay and they're probably closer to three or four nowadays. C yeah. So the CD32 mm -hmm. is the C it was the disc console version of the Amiga, which yes. that's right. Yeah. Yes, which right. Was probably the shit. worst selling thing that Commodore yeah. ever made, and apparently it was shit. Yeah, the do yeah. we all in agreement? Yeah. Well, also they released it just before they went bankrupt, which is probably the wrong time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but no, like I, my it, only... it wasn't the best because it cost a lot of money. It didn't do anything the twelve hundred couldn't do. It had an horrendous gamepad and not a very big software library because it was AGA based. Which the only ex experience with the CD32 I've ever had, I say experience, was when I was 13 or 14, I think, or 15, I can't remember, one of my mates had one. Yeah. And we were always like, can we go to you as a, uh, and play a CD32? No. <laughs> it's always, no, never played it. Never, ever played it. He never, ever let us have a go. It was ridiculous. Yeah, that's because he, he knew it wasn't very good. Well, no, he always used to go on, oh, it's the best, it's the best games, the best graphics, and we always wanted to play, he never let us, never Yeah, yeah but then if he showed you and let you, you'd be like, you yeah. lied to us That's for a year. That's probably why, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've only ever played on the CD32 in sort of modern times. I mean, back in the day, I bought a CD-ROM for my, uh, for my uh, 1200, and, uh, and that was great, but it was never quite the same because there was a chip in the CD32, uh, the Akira chip, I think it's called. Uh, Akiko. Akiko, it's the, that's the it. chunky to planer, I believe. Yeah. So it's some supposed to help with FPS games. So you go and pick up CD32 games and try and play them on 1200 and they wouldn't work. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> damn it. Um, but uh, but I, yeah, I've played it on one in modern times because it's a really good system to upgrade and turn into a 1200 plus all the benefits you get from cd32 as well yeah most go on sorry most people go on okay who's going <laughs> most people going. most people say that uh, the cd32 is the best option to do an amiga 1200 now i disagree but yeah i think it's the easiest option at least <clears throat> It's one of those cases, I think, where back in the day, it wasn't a great idea at the time, but now because of things people have done with it, with the expansions and with the yeah. CD compilations of games and the ease of use of it, um, it can be a really good idea. You know, yeah. it's it's a much better value proposition today than I think it was back when it was around. Same with like the A600, you know, that yeah. form factor and everything that they did with it at the time, you're kind of like... That's a little goofy, but now yeah. everybody's like, I really love how small it is, and I love that you can do the, you know, the hard disk support and everything else. It kind of night is in a nice small package, yeah. so it's it's about the same way, I think. Yeah. The only experience of CD32 games I've ever seen is AVGN videos, and they were shit. <laughs> 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 the, the only games I've ever seen, like it was when he showed them. Well, if so you haven't I played don't... on a 1200, you've pretty much played on a CD32. Ah, uh, okay, right. Except you can have a better controller, so. In my yeah. opinion, obviously. Um, Ed was asking a couple of questions. First of all, where would you get the upgrades back then? Uh, small independent computer retailers, very similar to what you do now, uh, yeah, except they cost a fortune. Uh, we had That's one in Sheffield. Good, uh, 
there's some good mail order as well like uh, yeah, yeah. power computing oh yeah like the, the back of the magazines yeah mm. definitely checking the uh don't freak out when you see the prices back in <laughs> the 90s or the late 80s and he also asked and cola did answer this in type but uh i'll do it for the people who are just going to be listening uh can you do those kind of upgrades that mr cola has now could you do them back then and the answer is yes and no specific upgrades he has no because they weren't made but you could do it but you did have to go a very expensive route just to get a cd out onto your um onto your uh onto your 1200 you had to use a pcmcia i think that's right they're called a squirrel uh and that alone cost something like 150 pounds back then uh and then you had to buy the cd which was not cheap back then you know that was another 150 pounds and before you know it you've 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 ended up spending three four hundred quid just on putting a cd on your 1200 it was bloody expensive so yeah i'm, I'm looking at the old all, all the old mega format covers and stuff i, I miss mag when magazines were current <laughs> i miss a mega format i do miss a mega yeah. format. would you have done the upgrades yourself back then i paid a local shop there was no soldering involved very little everything plugged into things yeah, which is course. one of the reasons why it was expensive, which is the major reason that I will get into on why Commodore failed at the end because of their keyboard on a chip systems. Uh, and you, you, you couldn't really do things as much as you can now. Uh, we, we have the benefit of 30 years hindsight now and 30 years worth of upgrades and modern technology making things. Uh, so we can do them now. But we, not many people could do them back then. It was, I'm quite sure somebody, some clever sod would have invented something for 50 quid and sold it on himself. But most people went and spent 250 quid because, you know, that was not going to happen. It wasn't a thing. It wasn't, it wasn't like now. It wasn't, I don't know why, but it, it was not a thing to take apart your system and build your own things and solder things and put wires on and see where it went. Nobody really did that back no. then. Um it was almost frightening to plug in a RAM expansion. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it I, was. I hope I don't break something. <laughs> like, oh, it's done. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, CD32 was a minor success in the UK for a while. No, it wasn't. It was a flop. It was a major flop. A lot of people look back and they see all these things and, and, and it just wasn't. It's like the Amiga 600 like Cola was talking about. The form factor, everybody hated it. It's supposed to be in an A300. It's supposed to be cheaper than the A500, which they discontinued. Came out more expensive. Uh, it had some issues with compatibility. Nobody wanted it. it. It did not sell. It was not popular. It was that and the CD32 were the laughing stock of Commodore. They, they well, basically I mean, did the Sega at that time. Yeah, it was. It was only one person I knew was, and it was that mate who didn't let us play it. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's the only person I knew. And obviously. I had a Mega Drive then as well, so yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, at that <laughs> no point, point, if you went consoles wise, there were far better consoles. Yeah, and the consoles were then performing, outperforming the Amigas as well. So, you know, it was looking at sales. I mean, they're they're saying a hundred thousand CD thirty twos were sold about. Yeah, which is that, that is not, not many. No, that is, yeah. Even yeah. I think I looked up the thirty two X. I think that sold almost a million. Um, yeah. so and a lot of even people the 3DO like, yeah, sold a million, and that yeah. was not popular at all, but it annihilated the CD32. I mean, so. to be fair, 
100,000 isn't too bad in the eight months it was on sale. That's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, considering, considering, considering the amount of time, yeah. I wonder how many of the Virtual Boys sold. I'm, I'm <laughs> curious if, if CD32 edged out the Virtual Boy. Well, the Virtual Boy had one benefit. Sold in Japan as well, so... That's true. Yeah, yeah they sold 770,000 Virtual Boys. Yeah, and that was a flop. So 100,000. It was not popular. Get your nostalgia glasses off. <laughs> and yet uh, I have both in this room with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else was running CD at the time of CD32? Um, a little bit after 3DO came out. Like I said, that sold just over a million. Um, that was, considering it sold at $700, $800 at the time, that was actually not bad. Because, uh, you know... Well, 3DO... Yeah, what Muppet buys a 3DO at $700, $800? I know. <laughs> Raises hands cheaply. <laughs> and I never looked back. I owned a CD32. What did I own CD32? Was that for a day? When I just went, no. <laughs> Took it back. I was like, nah. You got 30 more days to try it. No. <laughs> Don't want it. It's crap. Take it away. I did have Amigas at the time, though, so that's all right. Um, okay, what was your guy's most popular and chat too what was your most popular um amiga now then both together a500 for me yeah. without a doubt even though like i said the old man went, uh, went for the 1200 he did for more for work the a500 is what i remember the most it's what i done all my gaming on it's i had uh, dune the first dune game one of my favorite games five discs to install that bloody game five yeah. discs and and alien breed 3d was i think was four or five discs and just fond memories nothing nothing bad about that uh computer one bit a500 for me cola i mean you've only got two kind yeah of... i've only got the two but yeah i think the the 500 i mean has really if I was to tell somebody to get, if they wanted to really get in to Amiga nowadays, I'd probably say the easiest way is just get a get a five hundred. Yeah. You know, if you want to, if you want the actual hardware, because um, you're going to get most of the library. You're going to get like ninety something percent of everything that came out for it because that was the common platform. That's where people were. Yeah. So that's where the developers targeted. Well, I mean, if you want productivity, you don't say go get a twelve hundred. You go buy a PC. You know now. So, pixels, pixies. Um, for me, it would have been the 600, because that was my, my first Amiga. Yeah. Um, I had a mate who had a 500, but um, that was because he, he got he got into the game earlier than I did. So, um, <laughs> um, so for me, it was a, the 600. I had a 1200, but it was one of the later 1200s when uh, SCOM bought out Amiga and started um, reproducing uh, 1200s, but they screwed up the floppy drive, so... There was yeah. even more incompatibility than there was before that. Which point. one's Escom? Because they got bought and sold so many times. The only one I really remember is the cow packaging. Yeah, it's a gateway. That would have been. That would gateway. Okay. So it was it was Escom originally. Uh, Escom bought them in '94, yep. um, and then it was Gateway a few years after that, and then in '99 everything got sold off to a a, a separate company called uh, Amiga Inc. Yes. Um, but that was a that was way after the fact at that point. So. <laughs> uh, let's have a quick look at chat. Um, I've never read Philip CDI though. I was going to say that's not an Amiga. 
Um, but yeah, that's my bad. A five hundred plus Yaroslav. Uh, Breck Twitch A five hundred plus. Celia A five hundred plus. Did you guys just buy the A five hundred plus in that small six months arena where they were actually for sale? Was it six to eight months, and then that disappeared? Um, then he upgraded to twelve hundred. I still got. Uh, as I said, there was the one guy in the village that had a five hundred plus. Everybody's got five hundred. I never owned a five hundred plus. I don't know. So long. <laughs> I've no idea which one my father had. If it was the five hundred or the plus, I don't know which one it was. Because, like I said back then, I wasn't into the upgrading or technicality of it. I just played games in it, so I don't know which yeah. one he had. I mean, I you, mean, you, be, you literally stick, yeah, you literally stick five twelve in, and you've got five hundred plus anyway. I think there's a couple of small changes, but. Not that much, not really. Uh, mine well, the, was uh, my five hundred. Five hundred was OTS, the original chipset, and yeah. five hundred plus was ECS, which had yes. some slightly different chips in it. So. Yes, slightly different, and of course the Agnes is probably slightly different. I think yeah. there's up to a two meg uh, with the five hundred plus. They still ran at seven point one and seven point nine, wasn't it? NTSC and PAL seven point one, seven point two. They still ran the same speed because the six hundred ECS ran at the same speed as the five hundred <coughs> and five hundred plus, didn't it? Yeah. So yeah, there's no 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 real upgrade in in CPU at least. Um, my favorite was I, I said I had the A five hundred that had a five twelve k expansion in it. Uh, I had an A six hundred that I bought way after the fact, and I had an A twelve hundred that I upgraded as I mentioned. And my favorite was still even though I mostly used the A twelve hundred T at that point because. It was convenient. It had hard drive in it, everything else, CD-ROM, uh, Picasso and everything else. But my favorite will and st was then and still is the A500. They're just a bog standard A500. Uh, and I think virtually every game I ever ran on my 1200 was a 500 compatible game. So, you know, ran a little bit faster maybe, but that was about it. That probably Alien Breed. I can't remember how that, did that even run? Alien Breed 3D, that was that 500 game? 3D, I, I think you needed the accelerator. 3D, card. I believe it's AGA only. Yeah, yeah. In that case, I did play that a little bit, but I, I also played Gloom, which I liked on the Gloom. Yes. Uh, I'm just looking at the. I googled the best Amiga games because I used to play Lords, but I couldn't remember everything. But there's a lot of games on there which we all know and love today. Yeah. Some of you might not like Secret of Monkey Island. Yeah. Yeah, I know that was a PC. Was that a PC game as well? I'm sure it, it was. was. Yes. Yeah. Well, Definitely. Amiga was it for me. Uh, Lemons. Yeah. You know. Also uh, on PC. Uh, what, Sensible Soccer. Cannon Fodder. Somebody mentioned Cannon Fodder. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, that was, that was the best. Everything. Yeah. Another World. That's when I first played. I think that's when <laughs> most of us first played it. I don't know. But yeah, loads of uh, classic games on there. There is. There is. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cannon Fodder is such an awesome game. It is, it really is. You don't know that one? I was just going over the flow. You don't know Cannon Fodder? Never been so much fun. Whoa. Never <laughs> been so much fun. How can, no how can nobody game. know Cannon Fodder? Um, I actually had not played Cannon Fodder until I bought an Amiga. Wow. I never played Okay, that, that is on every... That's on your Mega Drives, your 3DOs, your everything. Yeah. But, so, but I what I will say, man, the best version is on Amiga, if you ask yeah. me. Is the best Oh, it's, a, it's awesome on there. Yeah. I'd say, say the same for Lemmings as well. I, I, yeah, oh, yeah, without, 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 without I actually like Cannon Fodder 
on the PC on DOS. It plays exactly the same, but the music, in my opinion, sounds just different enough to trigger a nostalgia upgrade kind of thing almost. It's, it's yeah, it's like, oh, that sounds different. It sounds a little bit better. Whether I it does or the, not, it plays the yeah, same. I don't, I don't know the DOS version of uh, Cannon Potter, so I wouldn't know, but yeah. It, it's virtually identical. So I think yeah, it has a higher I, resolution. Maybe. Games like Walker. Everyone remember Walker? Mm, yep. Where you Walker. basically the Ed 209 robot. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And Legend, of course, the best Amiga game ever made. Settlers. 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 Classic yeah. game. Great. Yep, all of the original Settlers. It was good. Um, I still have not given that a go. I, it, it looks so confusing to me. I've watched multiple people play it, and I still can't figure it out. <laughs> it's, it's good. You should yeah do it off stream. Take your time, get used to it, and then then come and stream it, and you'll you'll look like a pro. And we're all like, "Wow, you're brilliant at this cola." But that's what I loved about the Amiga as well, man. Just thinking about it now, because like Cola said, um, or Cola Pixels, I can't remember when the the discs you would get with the the magazines. Yeah. You'd always have like a ton of demos on there. A lot of them were just made by someone in their bedroom, you know. The, the um, but even they were like good to play, and like for me. As like a early my early teens, mid teens, I didn't know any better between a bedroom coder and a bloody big company coder. I didn't know any bit any different. So all those games you could play on there, and like I lo- loved it. Most loved it. games from the Spectrums, the C sixty fours, and the Amigas, and probably consoles too, were made by bedroom coders. One or two guys that then sold on to big publishers. Yeah, uh, you know, I kind of did that with the Spectrum. Um, things like co-masters and stuff like that, you know, that they, they, they started by being bedroom coders on, on Amigas and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, and Commodore, uh, Commodore 64s and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, most of them were. E- even if it looked like it was a big publishing house, like, oh, I don't know, US Gold, you know, that I used to buy because it's yeah, a yeah. US Gold. <laughs> US Didn't gold. know they were made in Birmingham by little kids in bedrooms who then got published from the Midlands. Were they really? I did not. I did not know that. Yeah, you were called as a Birmingham company. Yes. I did not know that. <laughs> I, I found out many, many years later, and I was like, "Wow, I feel betrayed." I did not know that. <laughs> Be- Be- Beachy head and stuff like that. It was like, "Oh, you were called. It's got to be good. It's made in America." You know, I was stupid back then, and um, you know, yeah, it's made in Birmingham. Clever marketing, you were called. Yeah, Clever yeah. marketing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, bedroom bedroom code. I mean, bedroom coders were made by the sixteen bit computers, like um, yeah, like Amiga A five hundred and the thirty two bits, like twelve. Not so much the thirty two bits, I guess, more like the sixteen bits and the eight bits. Uh, but yeah, they they. I mean, I think with the when you got to the Amiga, I mean, certainly in eight bit and Spectrum and C sixty four days, you definitely just have one person sat there doing everything. They did the graphics, they did the sound. Yeah, I think you started to get small teams with a. The Amiga, so you'd have one person did the coding, one person did the sound, one did the person did the music, one person did the graphics, and then they put it all together. But it was a, uh, it was still not many people. It wasn't wasn't a group of a uh, of fifty to hundred people making a game or anything. I, I can tell you how it worked with a group of three on a spectrum. The coder, me, said, "I need a beatbox sound. You make it, Stephen." <laughs> <laughs> he made it. I put it in. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I need now the the ship needs to be green. Yeah, you make it, uh, Mark. Okay, <laughs> that's, how, that's how it used to work for me. So I'm pretty sure that's how it used to work for most people. So it was kind of, it was kind of cool to go. They, they were the days. Yeah, like looking at Lemons now. Obviously, the publisher of Signosis. 
Because the designers were David Jones, Simon Cook. Now, I don't think that was the only people who worked on it. Probably was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it probably was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They went on to make uh, such fine things as Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's them, is it? Yeah, yeah. Gee, I did not know that. Oh, yeah. I'm learning so much today. <laughs> I did not yeah. know that. When you, when you look at um, a lot of the people who got their start on them on the Amiga, uh, oh, of or, course it says know, there. Yeah. They were they're they're shaping gaming today still. Oh yeah. Oh, dear. yeah. From Lemons to Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. And you look, look at you look at games like uh, the uh, the big the big three pinball trilogy, pinball dreams, pinball oh, fantasy, yes, pinball dice. illusions. That was uh, Digital Illusions, which have gone on, but they came from a demo group originally. So they, they were just a, a few guys making fancy graphics on the Amiga and, and uh, uh, yeah. amazing looking sound. Amazing looking sound? Amazing sounding sound. <laughs> <laughs> but then they went on and they uh, they made up those pinball games and then they went on to uh, to be huge. I think yeah. at least one of the original guys is still at the top of the company today as well. You can uh, definitely tell in Pinball Illusions that they were they were demo people because like all of those like crazy rotating 3D graphics in the menu and all that, it's it definitely gives them away. But uh, those are great games too. I, I I love the Pinball Dreams, Fantasies, Illusions, you know, trilogy. Um, yeah. Though I originally played them on PC, it was kind of a joy to find them on on the Amiga as well. Sorry, I'm just shaking my head. Uh, I, I know um, Amiga Bang 3DO may well have sold less than CD32 in Europe, but that's just fanboying. You've got to go global sales, I'm afraid. So 1 million, 100,000, still different. Um, right, uh, Workbench. I want to talk about operating systems. I love Workbench. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a recent discussion on Twitter. Well, it was more like one person said something and I said, stop deluding yourself. Uh, DOS is better. <laughs> Um, but the Amiga Workbench, I loved it at the time, even despite its limitations. Um, it was the world's first, at least, home-based multitasking operating system that you could actually multitask in, uh, kind of, um, especially with the user interface, anyway, graphical user interface, sorry. Um, but yeah, Workbench, what, what, do, what do we think? Do we, do, does it hold up today? I don't know. I haven't. I haven't used it since the nineties. It does. But why do? Me. <laughs> yeah. Why, why I do remember though, and I don't know which version of Workbench this was. I used to customize my own icons and, and yep. everything because you were able to draw them. Like I think it was like sixteen by sixteen pixels. You could draw. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. They were shit. But yeah. I used to love the fact that I could put my own stuff in my uh, my folders and my folder icons. I loved all that. Yeah. And yeah, I loved Workbench. Just, just, I, quick, like I said, quickly back to then, cover what Celia is I'm not talking about the PowerPC Amiga OS. I'm talking about actual Workbench, proper Workbench. Yeah, Workbench Amiga. That's the only yeah. Workbench I know. I 1. Didn't 2, know 1. 1.2, 1.3, 2.0, 3.1. 3.2, I think I I remember as far as going, I think. I yeah, 3.0, 3.1. And then you got 3.14, I think. Oh, maybe it was 3.1 then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's still, yeah. It's still maintained. Oh, yeah. Um, Really? <laughs> I think the problem with Workbench back in the day is it did chug a little bit, but you kind of just put up with it because you didn't know it any better. Yeah. Um, and I, I find that even with my 600 now, <laughs> even with some extra memory in there, yeah. it's uh, it, it's it's hard work. That's why that's why you had things like directory opus to make 
to make things like that a bit faster. Um, yeah, a little. But but yeah, it's it's um it's definitely you see sort of modern upgraded twelve hundreds running three point one or something like that, and that it, it does what it what it was supposed to do back in the day, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. but the I way it worked was was great. Yeah, back back in the day, um, when I'd got my twelve hundred at least, and I could install it all on hard drive. Uh, and I know you could on the 500s, but I'm saying, you know, because most people only did it on the 1200s and the 600s as well, I guess. Um, I very rarely saw my workbench. It was in the background because everything was done through Dopus, was done through writing scripts in Dopus. Um, in that sense, it was absolutely amazing. And I... Whilst everything's easier in Windows these days uh, because everything's kind of there and you kind of got used to it and it's quick and you can still do shortcuts and stuff. Uh, I do miss that dopus look and feel where everything everything is on one screen. You've got a million buttons and it looks confusing as hell. If you've never used it, you'd be like, what is this travesty and trash and nightmare? There's cola. <laughs> I've never used it, apparently. Um, but when you when you get used to it, when you realize that you can, you know, do LHA archiving just on a single button by writing a very small command line and sticking it in Dopus and all that kind of, it's just like, boom, boom, boom. You didn't need to download 7-Zip. You just did it yourself because it was already in there. Essentially, you just had to make it easier than typing. I know some people like typing, they like command line interfaces and stuff. Um, but you could just kind of put that in there, then click a button and boom, it's done. You drag and drop, open this side, open that side, you know, copy files across. It was just so easy. Workbench, not so much. Workbench I find quite limited, but um, that's why they invented Dopus 4. So, Nicole, you need to try Dopus, dude. Yeah, it's one of those things that I think you told me to install right when I got my ACA, and I yes. still haven't because I I downloaded <laughs> I downloaded a version of it, but I think that I gotta find the right one for like the sixty eight thousand instead of like a O ten or an O twenty that needs the extra libraries or something. Yeah. Um, but you know, I got, coming from a completely Windows background and never using Workbench, and then kind of learning how to use it, it's it's pretty intuitive for its time. Oh, it is. Um, I mean, when you really, yeah. even the early, you know, 1.3, um, you know, workbench, I was able to figure out a lot of it. And there's a lot of functionality when you even think of this fits on a floppy disk. Yeah. You know, you might have to swap some floppies to get what you need, <laughs> but it, it works. It works out all right. Yeah. Um, but really, workbench does need a hard disk to really shine. It does. Um, and there are some pretty pretty big limitations and quirks that you got to get used to. Like if you don't have the, forget which type of file it is in the folder uh, or the drawer as they're called. Um, <laughs> if you don't have that in there, nothing shows up. You have to show all icons. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise it doesn't show that there's anything in there. Um, or uh, the modern problem of having far too many things in a uh, in a drawer and then having them all listed and then all of your chip ram goes away yeah <laughs> um it, it's it's got its quirks but it's a fun operating system i think and it the community has made so many different things to make it even better over the years i think that's um, with workbench you were mentioning there i think that's one of the things they never really <clears throat> expected 
it, it wasn't obvious for obvious reasons it was never planned that you'd open a games folder and you'd have a thousand games on your hard drive you know that wasn't something that was planned so you open your folder you have to make it huge which is hard to do on an, an original amiga because there's only so much desk space uh, screen space should I say and then all the folders are jumbled up so then you have to arrange them and then you have to set Clean that window up. in stone and you know to, to make sure it never changes again which very often it did anyway why I don't know but it does did on mine um, whereas like now you go on Windows you, you open your C drive and da -da -da, it's there it's, you know, it's just just works benefit of um, standing on the shoulders of giants no doubt but uh yeah back then i just don't think they expected it to work the way that we use it now and plus how could, could they have, know plus you could have huge elaborate icons which looked fancy yes um, that's true that is so a big difference go, i'm gonna those. play monkey island and you'd have a big thing where there's monkey tanging <laughs> off it and all these sorts of things yeah um, i had i had Gillian anson as my display background <laughs> <laughs> But what resolution? 320 by, oh, is no it 340 idea, by no 240 idea. or 320 by 240? I can't remember now. Yeah, probably the lowest pixelated uh, mess ever. And, and then they had the that things... weird resolution, which was like 640 by 240. So it was like really wide and really short. I was like, yes. what use is that? <laughs> Who has these? I think, yeah. I think uh, some of the things that they did to account for the fact that a lot of people were just going to be running it from disk, like the fact that you go to the RAM disk and you could just copy files directly into RAM as a physical space. You can't do that now no. on modern PCs, but you don't really need to do that now on modern PCs because you've got a hard drive. But yeah. it, that was really cool. It's like, right, I need to unzip this or un, or un LHA this. I'll copy it into RAM, into the RAM disk and then I can work on it there and move it out. Yeah, it's, Definitely uh, it's very clever. Its, ahead of its time, that idea. Because, um, oh, yeah, you, you can do it on PC with some extra utilities. And I, I did it at one point, you know, in the years before SSDs and thinking, oh, man, this is so much faster. But that's that's exactly the same benefit you get on Amiga. You get that, that quickness. <clears throat> Excuse me, drinking a lot. Ugh. Trying to keep my coughing at bay. Um, uh, did you use Workbench much, Dan? Me? You just played games, you said. I so just played, you... like I said, I just played games. It was just a gaming system to me. But as far as workbench, I customized the hell out of it. Yeah. Every single icon, every single background, everything I could do, I customized it. <laughs> and I can't remember what I did with it. But yeah, I, I constantly customized my workbench display. I remember but not, as far as be better icons, I think it was called. I, I don't know, but as far as like coding stuff, no, I didn't. I didn't do anything like that or anything. I just, I just used it as a system. I, like back then, I didn't even know what an operating system was. I, I think I've said this before. Um, when it comes to Windows and PC, my first PC I ever had was two thousand and one. Oh, sorry, mm -hmm. two thousand two. That was the first time I ever had a PC. So when when the Amiga, when I had the Amiga in the mid nineties, I didn't like I said that, that was all I knew. So. That explains why your Twitch streams were terrible back in 2010. <laughs> My Twitch streams are awesome. <laughs> uh, we have a question. How many early Amiga owners did destroy the workbench disk by trying to install it without having a HD? Um, no. Not me. I didn't know you could destroy a disk by Yeesh. not having a HD. How did you manage that? Did you try to install it to the... To try to overwrite it. Will it let you? <laughs> I, no. I had a problem with my new Amiga that I bought. I discovered the 
So with Workbench, you got the Workbench disk, you got the Extras disk, you got Fonts disk, and you got a, a like a, a Locale disk, I think, as well. And uh, um, I had like an installer provided with the uh, with the uh, hard drive uh, CF card setup I got. And it's like, right, no, put in the extras disk. And I put it in, it goes, put in the extras disk. It's like, uh, so I had to abandon that. And what it t- the problem turned out to be is they'd copied the extras disk over the top of itself. And it was called <laughs> copy of extras. So it couldn't find the, the disk it wanted. And it's, but it's very easy to do things like that, which is why they always said it in front X-Copy. of the man. It's fault, yes. Don't copy that floppy, guys. Just download yeah. the ADF instead. It's much easier and free. <laughs> Did anyone ever use Xcopy? Everyone yes, we were just talking about that. Yes. <laughs> I know. That was my favourite piece of software, the Xcopy. is to copy everything. Xcopy yeah. and nibble copy and all that kind the, of stuff. There used to be a meme. It wasn't a meme because memes didn't exist, but it was a meme. Um, of people were like, you know, what, what's don't copy that floppy? Just some that. Where's that come from? Good people use Xcopy. Where do I get that? So <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. it literally propagated, but everybody just, you know, everybody had this uh, X copy. There was another yeah, one out maybe. at the time that I tried. Um, I don't remember. We, uh, my 500 came with uh, a bunch of floppy disks, and one of them, it wasn't X copy, but it had multiple, co- they had multiple copies of um, Marauder, which I believe is also a uh, disk know. copy. That utility. might have been the one that I had as well then. What's X copy? Uh, just look for, don't copy that floppy, you'll find it. <laughs> yeah, it was only X copy I knew. And um, I like, I think, to be honest with you, thinking about it, you know, I think the Amiga was the first time I ever knew about copying games without buying them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like when someone, I remember when someone showed me uh, X copy. And they, because I think, I'm going off memory now from bloody 30 years ago, but. On screen, you'd have the the disc, the game disc, and you'd have the X copy disc, and you'd see the the um, animation of uh, information going from that disc to, to that disc, and I, that yeah. blew my mind. <laughs> I blew my mind that you could copy video games. I didn't know you could do that. X copy, yeah, that... X copy interface was the most futuristic game I ever played. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you first load it up and it's like X copy, and there's these dots everywhere and lights and yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm... That's right. The dots would the dots yeah. would light up the further into the copy it got. And that's yeah. right. And so yeah. that's when I went around to my mates and I said, "How do you play this game? Literally, how do you play this game? How do you, how do, how do I copy this floppy?" So... See, coming from the spectrum. I was already fully versed in copying games and, and putting them in a double uh, double tape deck and uh, high yeah. speed dubbing. Well, that and, was easy, uh, wasn't it? Two tape, easy. click, click, record. Go and buy an audio tape. But, but that's yeah. what I mean. Although I owned a Spectrum and I played a ton of games, I used to I used to have my pocket money save up for like five quid every two weeks, and I'd go to the newsagent to buy a game. I didn't know anything about that you could copy them, or even if I did, I didn't know what copying was. Like you know, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's interesting the different um, the different experiences people had because I speak to a lot of people now in the community and I'm like oh yeah I had like one original game and everything else was a copy yeah. uh, and then you have people uh, that that never copied a game um, and I was somewhere in the middle I had some copied games yeah. but I I did still love to go down to like electronics boutique or WH Smiths or whatever and uh, and pick up a game off the shelf. Yeah. Get back on the bus. Actually, read the manual because I can't oh, play God, the yeah. game until I get home. Always, always read the manual. That's the one thing I miss about games today is no manuals. I used to love reading the manuals yeah. of every single game I bought. 
I, I don't I don't didn't so much miss reading them, but I missed as Pixies just said, reading them on the bus. Because yeah. you've got the game, you crack it open, and you're like, Well, I can't play it just yet, but I can do the next best thing. And you smelt that horrible chemical paper and yes. it was so good. It was so good. And there's pictures you're like, Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that when I get home. <laughs> then of course you have to wait for it to install and then it crashes oh. and does a guru meditation and and then I, you get a little I bit miss, pissed. I miss reading those books I'm just thinking of it now. I miss that. I miss that. Yeah. That was so good. Uh Pink Emma says I literally didn't know where you'd buy games. I must admit in, in here, in here here in not in here, but in Norway, um I can actually understand that because it's so fucking hard to buy them now. Because <laughs> um, oh, no, everywhere's like, short. GameStop, yeah, we don't exist anymore. And the other shop's short and, and it was there weren't that many places. Again, for, one or two special outlets in the big cities. Well, you know, like I said, for me, as you know, I'm from the valleys. I'm in the bloody mountains. You know, the nearest city to me is 25 miles away. Yeah. So when I was a kid growing up, like I said, we had to go to the newsagents. There was no bloody game stores I knew of back then. Yeah. It was just the newsagents. I remember right the news agents. Cigarettes. I remember the news agents for Spectrums. Yes, the basket was always next to the cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, but I remember it for Spectrums. What Commodore games? Commodore 64, I think, were in the baskets too, because that was around the same time. But the Amiga, I had to go to, I don't know, Electronics Boutique, was it, or something like that back then. Um, if it, it no maybe maybe a forum, maybe it was Bradley's. I've got no idea, but um, it, it was a long time ago. But yeah, them they, they were a bit harder to get. And I lived in a main town, so but yeah. in my village, which was like 18, 11 miles away, wherever, um, we we had no option to buy Amiga stuff. So well, as for Amiga for Amiga games, from what I can remember, now and then, like I said, if my father or my mother took me to the city, we'd go into one of the shops, no idea which ones they were, and I'd see an Amiga game on the shelf. Yeah. But the majority of them, my father would buy, I I don't know where he'd buy them from, he'd probably get them on the way home from work or something, he'd buy, I'd, he'd, I'd say to him, Dad, can I have this game? Yeah. Like two weeks later then, he'd buy it for me or something. So that's, I, I can't remember ever... Not rarely, very rare, I go into a shop to buy an Amiga game. Yeah. My my father would always get one for me. Like, I, yeah. I must admit, quickly going back to the piracy part, I have said, and I will always say, that A, now piracy is a service problem. Um, but back then, piracy was the lifeblood of uh, gaming systems. I, my mates, we pirated left, right and centre, but we always, always bought a fair share too because we i got like a five or a month pocket money you know yeah there's not much money well actually no this was more back before then but in the amiga it was a bit different but, um, in the days, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> um, but i mean the amiga days i i, I was working but yeah. i kind of I, I can the, the the behavior that happened back in those days happened in the earlier days for me too it was the same behavior so you'd, you'd still pirate uh, but then, you know, a month later, because you, you'd say bought two games that month, but you'd pirate five. But then the next month, out of the five that you pirate, you take the best two and you go and buy them. That's what we did, you know. And that's what I do today. I still pirate games because I'm like, I want to try them out on my system. I don't care what the reviews say. I want to try them on my PC. Yeah. Um, and if it works and I enjoy it, I go buy it. Pretty like, much 99% like... of the time. And I did back then too. So I'm like Pixels. We We had... We had both, and I think most people had both. 
Yeah, like like I said, in, in the Amiga days, in the mid-90s, like I had X-Copy, yeah. but I, I used to, like I said, I had bought games as well. My father bought them. I didn't bloody buy them. But, um, but like, as far as, like, pirating, I didn't know what pirating was. I had no idea what pirating was. That's all I was doing was copying a game off my mate. Yeah. I didn't see, I didn't know that was illegal. I didn't know mm. that was supposed to be not be done. But I didn't know any better. For me, copying a game off my mate was the same as lending me a game. I had no idea. I yeah. didn't know any difference. Well, it technically is. It really yeah. is the same. No, that's, I mean, <laughs> that's, I mean, but now, like, you know, some people probably But back then, I didn't know that was supposed to be illegal. You know, there was no FBI warning and all that shit you used to see in arcade games. You know, so... It was in um, some games. <laughs> even in my early days of like computer memories, um, I mean, we bought we bought a, a fair number of games, but my dad also would just talk to people at work and be like, "Oh, they they, they would talk about some game." Okay, yeah, I'll just let you borrow the floppies. So we'd just borrow the floppies and install it on our PC. And then he would photocopy the manual at work for yes. the, you know, the, for the copy protection. And that's how I played games like um, X-Wing and a couple of others where he just had gotten the, the floppies from his friends at work. And it was always a pain in the ass because he didn't copy the entire manual. So sometimes <laughs> I would get, oh, go to page 17. Oh, that's not there. I guess I got to restart and <laughs> get a different one. Um, so, I mean, and I had no idea that it was like illegal or anything to that effect. Yeah. I mean, I was so young. I think that's one um, of the reasons I really like the manuals because very often games like Subwar 2050 always spring to mind to me. It was like, you know, page 27, uh, paragraph three, word five. What is it? You know, and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And so they made these manuals that were quite thick and they made a story in them, you know, and, and it was information and lots of it. So I think the copy protection helped give us those really funky manuals that we love and remember the most because one of the of one of the best one of the best copy protections I'll ever and I, and I still to this day I, I I haven't seen a better one was Another World. Does anyone remember what the copy protection? I on don't Another remember World the copy protection for it. I, I can see it in my head. <laughs> yeah, it was a, a cord wheel, oh, and yeah. it basically it'd be two cardboard wheels stuck together with a pin yeah. and it'd be about 50 or 60 cords in there and uh, they'd have see-through windows so yeah. um i think in the game if i remember when you install whatever i can't remember it'd say 23d or something so yeah. on the wheel you'd have to go to 23d and you put that code in and you go to 34b and you that, that was the best copy protection. I've never seen a better one since Kobe was talking about it in chat at the same time the distal okay. ones is a code booklet for code worms. Booklet. Um, wow. And you can see, you can't see any because yeah, it's all that's, printed that's, black yeah, on black. I forgot for them. Yeah, yeah. You had to put a wow. film over them to see them. Yeah. yeah or yeah. just hold them at an angle to the light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the best one was Another World. I'd never, I've never seen a copy of protection better than Another World because if if you didn't own that disc, you were fucked. You couldn't yeah. play that game you, yeah. if you didn't own that disc. There was um, no bloody. And um, that's where the scene came in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no, um, like you know, removing bloody uh, codes and DRMs back then. It was just you had to have that code wheel to play the game. Yeah, uh, I, I remember one. Of the, I'm glad you brought it up because I was going to say it, and then Kobe mentioned it too. I remember they they misprinted one of the code wheels on one of the games, code wheels on one of the games. So there's like you know, twenty thousand versions of this game out or whatever, and um, 
you know, none of the copy protection worked because the wheel was printed wrong, <laughs> completely fucked up. They had to, um, you had to take it back to the shop and they had to give you a new one and stuff like that. That must have cost a fortune back then. Must have cost them yeah. a smegging fortune. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, 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 I just love that. Like I said, I always remember Subbo 2050. I remember that the most. I played it again recently, a 1200 game. So I can't play it now without emulating it. Um, but um, <coughs> uh, I, I went into the game and I was like, this is not as good as I remember. And then I found the manual. I was like, this is why I liked it. It was most, mostly the manual. That's the reason I liked it. It was nothing to do with the game. It turns well, like, out. You, like you said uh, just now with the manual, like I, I used to love reading the manuals. But like you said, one of the reasons I used to love the manuals, they'd have the law in the manuals. Yeah. You know, the story, literally the a comic story, book. What happened to the yeah. game? You know, yeah. It's, yeah, it's brilliant. Much, and, and much better than down. the PC versions, I've got to say as well, on the Amiga. They, they, they made this lore in this story. On the PC ones, it tended to be a bit simpler. And even, even right down to some manuals where you, they'd almost put like a little character flip book on the, on the yeah. corner of the page. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. On the, there's like, little dudes on the bottom. <laughs> wow, that was cool. Yeah. yeah there's, that, back, when, back when people cared. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Now we get I a mean, key I... to esteem. Product. I'd always love seeing the fun. just the screenshots of stuff, you know, and imagining yeah. what those parts of the game you <laughs> haven't seen were like. Or um, I just remember looking at some of the some of the stuff that was on like the back of those were often staged, and you were kind yeah. of like, once you actually oh yeah yeah they were fake as shit, it didn't look the same <laughs> at all, <laughs> which was kind of funny. Yeah, it was really annoying, and the spectrums were bad for it uh, because they had the Commodore sixty four games as well, so you had kind of two screenshots. But the Amigas were just as bad for it because you used to look and it says like for A five hundred, you know, and uh, and A twelve hundred. So you looked on the back and you tended to not read the small print and these pictures looked amazing and then right at the bottom under a picture that little titty for aga uh, version shown you know when you've got a 500 and you're like yeah. you get it home and you're like is my monitor off <laughs> even uh, commodore 64 games i've got a couple box ones that show screenshots of the amiga and it's like <laughs> yeah <laughs> it doesn't look like that at yeah, all it looks a little bit different a bit more pixely on my version what's wrong with it <laughs> take it back this game's broken <laughs> oh yes that was the good days i do miss those days mind of booklets and magazines yeah. I, I i hate I, I love modern gaming, but I hate modern gaming for the, all the shit we don't have anymore. Now I prefer modern. Uh, I mean, A500, <coughs> GoTech, ADFs. I never look at manuals anymore. You know, read the fucking manual. What manual? I ain't got a manual. <laughs> Maybe I can find a PDF online, but it's fairly easy. Number of games that is required, though. I mean, if you don't have yes. it, you're not going to learn it because they didn't put any sort of tutorial into the game it's like well we have a manual and that's yeah. going to save some space on the floppy you know you can you can read that's why so we have about... twitch now though when we put the backseat game in a loud tag on <laughs> okay some has think... anybody played this game before you have oh good that means you can show me how <laughs> things like the uh flight sims and and the oh, more complicated Jesus. games you'd have like a keyboard overlay and if yes. you don't have that keyboard overlay it's impossible to play the game yeah yeah, yeah. oh man i miss keyboard overlays not how, how at many, all. <laughs> how many people um, went into a shop? I mean, you'd never do that this these days. How, went into a shop, saw a box on the shelf, thought, "Oh, that looks interesting." Just from the box art, 
and picked up read the back and that was literally your your uh, review experience and you just yeah. go I'll, I'll have yeah. that thanks One all the time. time all the time i still do that now <laughs> with vinyl records it's like well, that's a cool <laughs> cover let's do it yeah. Who is it? All Iron time, Maiden? I don't even like yeah. them. Why did mm. I buy this? <laughs> I, I, I bought so many games on the cover alone. Yeah. So many back then. Yeah. All, yeah, the, all, the, all, the, all the reviews that turned out to be always paid for and liars. Um, yeah. You know, I'm looking at you, Zap64, you pile of shite. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, I did a lot of renting back in the day, you know, going to the movie store and renting games and all you would have. Uh, we didn't have a blockbuster. We didn't. Have no, I didn't. I didn't have a blockbuster either. But uh, yeah, you just only all you'd see is the cartridge, and sometimes they would put the manual in with the cartridge, and you could kind of look at it. And otherwise, it was well. I guess this looks cool. Oh, let's rent <laughs> Deadly Towers. Oh, I've made a mistake. <laughs> or I remember renting a Gyromite, and I didn't have a robot. Uh, Rob the Robot. You can only play that game with Rob the Robot. Ah. Yeah, I remember getting it home and not being able to do anything. <laughs> and just be like, why is this game broken? That oh. was that, that was for me, mine. Like this was back in the uh, Spectrum, Commodore 16, 64, right up to the Amiga. Well, the Amiga, like I said, my old man bought most of them. But like a lot of the games you would buy, probably 20, 30 percent of them never worked. Never, for me, didn't work on my system because, yeah. like, it was for a different system, but they never told you. Like, it was, yeah, yeah. They did tell you in very small print. Yeah, yeah, they probably did. I just didn't. I just saw that cool-looking ass barbarian with a sword on the cover. I thought, I'm having that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the little thing at the bottom, Amstrad TPC, not special. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a big difference moving to PC, wasn't it? Was, yeah, oh, God, you yeah. actually had to look at the back of the do- box and go. Systems requirements. Can can I play this? Um... I'm, I'm not even kidding. Going off Amiga, that's how I got bollocked over bloody Orange Box Half Life because I didn't <laughs> read the back. Couldn't play it. Couldn't play it for two years because I didn't have internet. But anyway, that's for another story. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah, I remember. Two weeks time to... we talk about PC and Orange Box. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was a big thing growing up. Is I remember going to the store and when we would look at PC games, is lining up our specs. Yeah. And once things started, we had, we had Windows 3.1, and once the shift to 95 started, it was so <laughs> frustrating because you just see on the back Windows 95 only, Windows 95 only, and I'm like, yeah, because <laughs> we we didn't have it, so yeah. that was just kind of where well, we were. Well, re- requires four megabytes to run, you know, and, and <laughs> it must have a TNT Reaver two, must have a blah 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 and blah blah blah. Only Sound Blaster 16 compatible, and you're like, I got an ad lib, I've got two megs i've got <laughs> it's like yeah. that's a pain in the ass whereas uh, with amiga you really just amiga. had to yeah yeah you just had to match one thing yeah. you know just about oh is oh. this ocs or is this aga although you, know, you did then bring it back and you're like wow okay so my 500 and ocs this runs at literally five frames a second it looked a lot smoother on the um you know when when they reviewed it in amiga format <laughs> oh when it when it comes to uh fps frames honestly you would not believe the frames i would put up with back then like frontier elite 2 oh god like i'd have probably about five or ten frames per second but i was fine with that yeah as long as i could play the game i couldn't care less about a bloody frame oh <laughs> high my frame i didn't even know what frame rate was back then i just thought i could play this that yeah. was it <laughs> golden eye 
going completely <coughs> off, Gold but Goldeneye. I look back at Goldeneye now, and I still think it played smooth until I play it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It played like shit. But, like, um, Alien Breed 3D on the Amiga. Oh, God, yeah. It, it ran, like, absolute shit on yeah. my system. Yeah. But I still played it. I still played it. There's a lot of games on the Amiga I still played, even though it ran 10, 10 frames yeah. per second, whatever. We're talking about Gloom was... earlier. Postage yeah, size Gloom, stamp exactly, to, yeah. to make it run smooth, but you right. couldn't see shit because everything was Be- double pixel too. <laughs> Before you streamed Gloom, I think you I think you streamed it a while back, Emily. I can't remember. Was it you? I'm sure it was you. Yeah, it yeah, was, yeah. Right. Well, I, I, I did seen, anyway. Yeah, I hadn't seen Gloom since I had it on the Amiga. So yeah. in my memory, it was the best. It was like yeah. fucking Doom. It yeah. was Doom bloody graphics. It was <laughs> it was that big. It was running at 60 frames per second. That was my memory. And then I saw you watch. I thought, is this the same, same game? Same game? That looks terrible. Like, this, this cannot be the same game I remember. But yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just in my light. I'm sick of not well, that's what I mean. Yeah, but back then, you just didn't know any better. I didn't know any better. Anyway, yeah. But, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. I mean, FPS on Amiga was... It was an interesting time because you look back at them now and you compare them to like Doom and you think, yeah, oh. <laughs> but at the time, it's like, oh, I can do something well, similar to Doom with like Gloom and well, like Fears I... and Breathless and all those sorts of games. Yeah. When I was playing Gloom, when I had Gloom on the Amiga, I chewed the Doom, never played it. I'd seen screenshots in magazines. That's all I knew of uh, Doom. And when people tell me I should play Doom, I thought, I haven't got a PC. And like my gloom was awesome. It was the best. Nobody yeah. could tell me gloom was worse than doom. <laughs> I I played Doom on my accelerated Amiga twelve hundred with Picasso too, and it was ouch. It was it was literally that big, the window. Yeah. It was minute, um, and it was from playing that I looked at it, and then I went to my mates. And he said, well, I said, what are you playing? Doom? And I'm like, oh, you can't play it. It's too small. He said, no, I bought a PC. He's the guy I used to get all my Amiga um, <clears throat> games from. Um, my PD. <clears throat> um, and then he played it on his PC, and he's like full screen. He's like, so I'm selling my Amiga. You know, anybody wants to buy it? <laughs> I, I think I've, I've, I've said this story before when I had an Amiga at the time, and I went into a Tandy store. Like I said, I didn't have a PC until 2002 or 2001. But I went into a Tandy store and I saw yeah. Quake playing on a PC. Yeah. And it was the smoothest game I'd ever seen. I'd never seen a game play in such a high frame rate in yeah. my life at that time. And it blew my mind. And I thought, yeah. that's weird. They don't play like that, maybe. Why is that? <laughs> is that the real reason Commodore died? Id? I don't know. Is, is, don't is know. it them? I mean, everybody I talk to, all you guys, everybody that I've ever talked to, it's like, oh yeah, I did the same thing. Sold it because of Doom or Quake or Quake Two. It's it was a big help. turning. It was well, a big turning point for it everybody. Was, it was. To be fair, I didn't buy a PC for Doom, but I played Doom when I got it. I I bought a PC because I was going away to university and I needed to be able to code <clears> on something which was similar to what the university had, and you could. I, don't get me wrong, you could do it on Amiga, but it would, would have been X amount harder to make it work. Yeah. The, the, the first too. time I ever played PC, <laughs> like I said, I had the Amiga. I'd had Amiga for a couple of years at the time, but my neighbor had a PC. I had no idea what the specs were. It was, it was just like probably mid-90s, just after midnight, 96, 97, I don't know. Yeah. But he had Doom on it. And I, no, sorry, sorry, not Doom, Wolfenstein, sorry. So maybe it was mid-90s, I don't know. Wolfenstein but yeah, 3D time, or? Uh, I don't I know. Assume. 
Yeah, who it will have been. It probably yeah, I don't know. We're, yeah, the Wolfenstein. That's all the only one I knew back then. But like, I couldn't believe how good this was, Wolfenstein. I, like, how good it played, how fast the frame rate was. I just, it just blew my mind. And yeah, you know, that was Wolfenstein. <laughs> yeah, most people always talk about Doom, but in reality, I mean, Wolfenstein did it earlier than Doom. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wolfenstein was the first one I knew before Doom. Yeah. And then there was Marathon Man on the uh, Apple. I'm aware of Marathon Man. I've never played it, though, but I'm aware of it. No, nobody nobody no ever said record. I sold my Amiga to buy an Apple to play Marathon Man. Nobody ever, yeah. ever said that. But uh, it, was, it was a thing still. So I'm surprised the Halo fan has not played Marathon. Yeah. No, I know. I know. That's I know. Because the only way, like, some of you might know, I know Cola would know this, but the only reason I'm aware of Marathon Man because it was used in Rooster Teeth. So <laughs> that's the only reason. Yeah. RVB, Red vs. Blue. Oh, I used to love Red vs. Blue. But, that's, but yeah, that's, no, that's, that's way off topic, so we're not going there. I know, I know. That's the only reason I know of Marathon Man. No, that, that's what I mean. That's that, that's the only way I'm aware of a Marathon Man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think FPS really was one of the big things that the Amiga couldn't do very well. Yeah. And there were lots of attempts to oh, make yeah. it happen. Like... Yeah. Uh, I just put a link in uh, chat uh, about a video um, that's about uh, first-person shooters on the Amiga uh, done by Ahoy. He does some yeah. really awesome uh, YouTube work. Um, but it's a very interesting video. It talks about uh, a lot of different uh, FPSs on the Amiga and what they tried and how close they got to you know something like Doom. Yeah. Um, but in a lot of cases, it just wasn't going to happen. <laughs> you know, they're just different different machines designed for different things. Yeah. And unless you've got some beefy accelerators and, and stuff, you're you're not gonna have a good time. No. Uh Cobrian's talking about Amiga got wasted in the RTG era, era, but it was as much the fault of Commodore's mismanagement as the competitors catching up and then overshooting. So why did Commodore die? Was it one thing? I I, I personally well, it's CD32, it must have been. <laughs> It must have been the same. That didn't help. But um, no, they were already dying, I think. Well, yeah. before they released the Amiga, Commodore were losing a million dollars a week. That um, They were mismanaged from the very early days. Uh, Jack Trammell. Tram, how do you say Tramel. that? Trammell? Trammell. Uh, I know he's applauded as a hero, but he pretty much fucked that company as well, to be honest. He, he, di he didn't just assist it. He definitely did help in killing it. There there are a lot of internal politics as well. There that, was that, a lot that, of internal politics. It yeah. doesn't, doesn't help, um, it, especially it over, over in the US as well. Lots of bad decisions, from especially from Commodore US. Uh, yeah. It seemed like uh, Commodore UK, from what I've read, uh, had their shit together quite a bit more. <laughs> but, you know, there's only so much you can do when the mothership is is making bad decisions. Like Sounds like there. Sega. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, well, they copied each other fairly well in, in different ways, but still fairly well. I mean, when I was there as, as, a, as an adult, <laughs> if I have ever classed as an adult, um, the, the, the main reason that everybody back then printed word media mouth-to-mouth um, -mouth users and stuff like that reckon it failed is and i i agree with it completely is that they never that they were very stuck in their ways of making things so that they had this literal keyboard on a chip everything soldered on to upgrade you have to do all these fancy things and all that kind of spend all this money then pc comes along 
it may have been a nightmare of getting the right parts, but you could get the right parts. Uh, and in my opinion, it's because they were so ad hoc, stuck in their ways that um, they refused to make a very upgradable Amiga. I think they should have. I, I think that they should have not released the Amiga 600, um, released the A1200, but not as it is, and made it so that it was much more upgradable in easier and cheaper ways. And uh, made it made it less where everything soldered hard fast onto that board. Uh, that that's what most people back then blamed on its uh, death. So that and the mismanagement, obviously, which was part of the you know. But I don't want to change. We want to keep it the same way. It's worked for twenty years. Let's keep it exactly the same way. The problem was lot, things were moving on. A lot of companies do that, man. They, you know, oh, if yeah, it they works, do. don't break it, so to speak. But then they they are a date. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what you guys, you guys in chat, you guys around me right now um it's that locked in user base as well it's a lot of people right up to the end still had a a 500 uh, i think there were a lot of 1200s out there i mean my best mate which is amazing the re reason why i got an amiga in the first place had a 1200 and he stuck a blizzard accelerator in it and he, yeah. he towered it like your 1200 uh and all that kind of stuff um but once you've done that, you've you're already sunk your cost into it. Yeah, it's your upgrade. Something it's. Uh... Yes, I'm trying. I'm trying to remember why I stopped playing my Amiga. It was probably late nineties I stopped, and I didn't have a PC back then, so I don't know why I stopped. I'm mm. trying to think. Consoles. Oh, consoles took cons off like crazy in the nineties. Maybe yeah, yeah. I had consoles, but like I said, my my Amiga it it went in the bin. <laughs> yeah. But for playing games, the Playstations, the Saturns, the three DOs. Uh, if yeah. if you ignore the Mega Drives and the SNES and go into more advanced three D games, you know all the, all those things came out around ninety five, ninety six, ninety three for the three DO. Um, I, I I honestly think that probably played a huge part because the 500 and the 1200 were primarily gamer machines. People had them to play games on. Yeah. Um, well, everything's moved so fast at it, that point. Yeah, in the 90s. It you know, just went, and everything whoosh. was just getting so leapfrogged yeah. um, by, by everything else that kept succeeding. Um, yeah. What Commodore was putting out there, and if the dev the the developers, like we've stated, tended to target the lowest common denominator. So they did they pulled off some awesome stuff with the OCS chipset. Like that that yeah, chipset can do some crazy stuff in the right hands. Um, it's usually a combination of right hands and kind of doing clever tricks to to make things to yeah. make things better than what you know they might be on paper. Um, but at, at a certain point, I think the public had just kind of moved on, you know, there was, there were better options out there and Commodore didn't have the extra money to put into completely new R and D and shifting everything. And they had already fragmented themselves so many with, with so many different, um, different machines. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a problem. It, I mean, 1, it's a multi, multi-pronged issue for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was just one thing that took them down. Um, I get. I mean, also, I mean, the, the the Amiga didn't really change from '87 to its death. It never really changed in its internals. It upgraded bit by bit and stuff like that. But what? when when the oh, 500 starts in '87 and ends in what '94, '95? Did I say that's a long time during a period of massive increase in technology? 
to say, okay, we're just going to keep the same thing. And then the 600 came out, which was literally a 500 with a couple of more capabilities and a smaller form factor. And then the expensive 1200, which wasn't that much of a leap. I mean, 32 bit, but you know, it, it was only twice as fast essentially. And yes, it had the AGA, which, which helped considerably, obviously. Um, I, I think, yeah, that, that, and the fact that the dinosaurs just didn't want to move on. The audio chipset never changed. I did not know that. No, no, Paula is the same for every single Amiga from the 1000 to the 4000. You see, and that's what. So 1000 came out in 85. Yep, So from so 85 to 96, same sound chip. Yeah, that's, it's, yeah, dinosaur. We, we don't need, I don't know, maybe it was just ego. Maybe they just that. Maybe they just realized they didn't have enough cash to change things. Maybe they just read the market wrong. They definitely read the market wrong at some point. John, I'm, lo I'm looking at it right now. And the A1200 came out in 92 and got discontinued in 96. So I was saying I stopped playing in the late 90s. It was probably earlier I stopped playing them in. Yeah. It was probably mid 90s I stopped playing. Well, if you had no interest or, or no knowledge of the AGA, then. No, you, no. You weren't going that much different on the 500s that you'd already played so, yeah because you know it's it, it's limited system i know you're saying limited and stuff but a limited for its period i mean it's well yeah. this is why I, I was gonna ask because i don't know could you was there any other computer out there not counting the pc was there any other computer out there at that time you could upgrade and i'm not talking about like a cassette player but like like RAM and stuff. Okay. Could you I do mean, that to the Atari ST and yes. stuff like that? Yeah, I yes. so. I'm fairly certain you can. You could do it. You, you could do it to all, even the Spectrum, which was way you know three, four years, five years earlier. You could you could upgrade that. But uh, something in, in, in RAM way, from sixteen to forty-eight K and stuff like that. You know. Yeah, but that was buying a new computer when you went from. No, no, you could, you could, you could, you could. No, you could upgrade your. Um, you could upgrade the internet. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. You, you mostly had to send it into a shop because, again, the artisanal home yeah. doer wasn't really a thing back then for whatever reason. It just wasn't yeah. done. But... That's, that's what I mean. Again, going back to like my father had my game done, and when it came to upgrading, that was the, that was the first time I'd ever seen upgrading was the Amiga yeah. Yeah. for me. Now, you've been able I to mean, upgrade even... them for a while, but again, because everything's on board, it, it wasn't easy, it wasn't cheap. So and that that's not just the Amiga's fault. Everything either went through an expansion slot, which was already there, which again was always going to be more expensive because it's a specific expansion slot for one computer until IBM um, and stuff like that. So yeah, but yeah, you could upgrade them. You could definitely yeah. upgrade them. You just had to spend. You got to spend and spend. So when when Commodore went bankrupt, they were working on a a new chipset called the Hombre chipset and. Depending on what reports you read, depends on whether that was just scribbled on a bit of paper or they actually had some prototypes ready to go. <laughs> I don't know what the truth is. Hombre, <laughs> it was called, yeah. Hombre for men. <laughs> it, it's but, an interesting uh, story about the A600 was going to be the A300 and was going to be the same price as the A500, uh, but be an increase on it. But then they realized it was going to cost a lot more than an a500 and it wasn't going to increase much at all it didn't ecs didn't were there any specific ecs games because it mostly just played ocs stuff didn't it, no, it, it, it you tended to get like um games that required one meg chip ram um yeah. 
but most not 500s have one. that then surely yeah yeah, and you can that. you can upgrade an OCS machine to one meg chip RAM easy and yeah. not have the extra ECS capabilities. I think people tend to refer to that as half ECS. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, there's there's a few games that add that extra, you know, the extra colors or the extra resolution um, if it detects it. But by and large, that's what they did. They didn't make anything specific. You can only play this on an ECS. I can't think of really anything. Yeah, I think if, if you go onto the uh, onto the Hall of Light website, which is where I tend to get a lot of my uh, Amiga of information. Light. Hall of Light, yes. Um, I think you can filter it by chipset, and I think there's basically nothing which is classed as just ECS. Yeah. Always OCS, ECS. And by the way, I've got to correct myself. Though there were six million eight five hundred sold worldwide as the fanboys. There are actually only four to five, according to actual Commodore. So. Because I mentioned it the opposite way around early. Uh, Cobrian says AJ was going to be a stopgap anyways. Expensive stopgap. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not worth it. But people, for again, when they came out with AGA games, I mean, there's a few AGA games and they're, they're good. I don't particularly think they're that much better than the 500. But most of them also had a 500 version. So, yeah, expensive. I don't know. Commodore. I think it's it's one of those things where certain AGA games can look amazing. It just depends on the developer and if they're going to utilize it and how much care they put into actually utilizing the chipset. The problem is a lot of OCS games can look just as amazing put in the right hands. And and would a dev spend the extra time and money on upgrading to a system that didn't sell that popular when there's 5 million OCS systems out there? And you can target the OCS and get the AGA people at the time. Yeah, yeah. So... So, You do find with with some of the more modern games being made now, a lot of people make them AGA only just to get... Because it's they can get that extra little bit of um from frame rate out of the faster processor. Yeah. Um, but you didn't get that back in the day. So. You, you didn't say it. I don't know if that was an interdict, but I actually think it's because the devs are lazy and can't be asked to optimize. Uh, we need more 500 new games. Screw the 1200. It, it'll be money. It's always money. <laughs> there's, there's a fair number of OCS titles that still Oh, yeah, there out. are. And there even, are. even yeah. demos, um, I mean, uh, are, are definitely targeting OCS. Yeah. But again, I mean, the 500 is still the most popular system. Uh, funny, you would, funny you would have enough. If they want money, they're going to sell it on a system that people have the most. In a in a thing in a world where they're lucky if they sell 2,000 copies of a game, you'd think they'd try and max it out instead of selling 1,000 copies of a game. It but seems I, like they either they either target like you know a, a really standard OCS, you know maybe one meg of RAM Amiga. Yeah. Uh, they either target that or they target a, an O60 with like RTG and a bunch of other extra crap. Yes. You know, it's, yes. it doesn't seem like there's much in the middle. And why not? There are a hundred people with O60s out there. So yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I know there's a few. Well, I guess there's not that many, but um, yeah, that I actually don't get. I do not understand the the purpose of spending all that money on an O60 on Amiga. Just buy a fucking PC. Jesus. Um, right. So you can have a really complicated way to play Doom. Yeah. <laughs> hang on, hang on. You, you said the other day you want people to work for their game. <laughs> True. 
True. <laughs> uh, games. We kind of covered some games. What's your favorite game on Amiga? Well, that's a hard question. <laughs> let, I tried let to make a list. I've given yeah, you a week. Lemons. I've given you a week. I'll just one. Just one game. If you could just have like, okay. one game. I've got a list. Um, <laughs> I have a list. That's what? quite hard. <laughs> and chat. What's your favorite game on an Amiga? Doesn't matter what system. There's no I, I, just. There's always one game. Can I, that can you I play pick more. one that's a single player, one that's a multiplayer? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, my I'm one single, single player is a Pidia. Um, it's a shmup. It's a ton of fun. Oh, yeah. The only <laughs> flaw I think it has is it's too hard. Um, but it's a ton of fun. Very beautiful graphics. Awesome music. Uh, well worth your time. Uh, if you have a PAL Amiga, if you have a, an Amiga that only runs an NTSC, you will not be able to play Apidia. Um, but it's a, it's a really good shmup. My favorite multiplayer game to play with people is Space Taxi 3, uh, which is a ton of fun on Amiga Live. We've had yes. had a great time playing that together. See, that, that you just brought an interesting thing, though, when it comes to multiplayer. I not ever didn't ever play a multiplayer game back in the day, because... There was no internet, and my mates didn't come over to play the Amiga. It was always like Mega Drive stuff. Well, the I end of the Amiga pretty game. much coincided with the end with the beginning of the internet, not far off anyway. Um, yeah, uh, we had BBSs though. We we could you could still dial into people. Nah, you could, I didn't do you, none you, of that could stuff. you know <laughs> get your mate over and connect it up next to each other. You could do that. I, I, you could definitely do Amiga uh, uh, internet on the Amiga. Um, oh yeah. In the sort of ninety four to ninety six kind of range, I remember browsing um, on A Open, is it or something like that? Um, it was like Mosaic, but eyebrows, eyebrows, eyebrows it, yeah, yes. Um, yeah, I didn't yeah. do any of that. <laughs> I, I didn't do anything, but that was that was where I went round to my mates who had a little bit more cash to actually <laughs> actually have the modem and all that kind of stuff. Well, didn't you guys uh, do what do we used to? We used to I used to take my Amiga to town to to the town a few miles down the road. And uh, we used to have the computer club, the uh, like the the once a week computer club. Everybody was there. They brought their Amigas. They brought the TVs, the portables, or their um, CRTs. Uh, uh, the buses were so much fun back then. Um, <laughs> and they brought some games and stuff. There was always one who brought his Atari ST. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why he never played on it. We just played and on Amiga with kicked us. him out of the club. <laughs> <laughs> no, in 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 Donny, we had one. Uh, and he he brought it. I think he brought it in the hope that one day we would play on it. Uh, we we all of us at one point went over, looked at it, and went, "That's eh, kind of cool." So you go come play cannon fodder on the Amiga, or you know, whatever on the Amiga type thing. So went off and and we played that. D didn't you guys do that though? No, no. I, I, mean, I, no. I used to go around my mate's house every Friday night, or he'd come around my house, and then we'd play Amiga games, and that would be about it. Or we'd, okay. I'd go around to his, and then we'd sit there for the next six or seven hours playing two-player settlers. <laughs> so. There's only one, yeah. There's only one of other of my mates who owned an Amiga. It's like me and him in the entire population of my little tiny village, you know. So I'd go over his house, play some games. He'd come over mine, play some games. But as far as like computer clubs, there's no way I was lumping that bloody computer around with his <laughs> with his power brick and stuff like that like there's no chance up at, up at north we used to communicate with people and socialize <laughs> <laughs> by you cola 
Come on, you're American. You must have done all these things. No, you didn't well, because I you mean, didn't have one, did you? You didn't have one back no, then. <laughs> I didn't have one. But I mean, I remember going over to friends' houses in the uh, neighborhood and bike riding there, and we'd play PC, you know, play on each other's PCs. Yeah. Um, I remember playing SimCity 2000 that way, um, the PC ports of Mortal Kombat, stuff like that. Um, that seemed to be what everybody was just playing on. I bet when uh, you all had PCs, you all went to LAN parties. Well, land parties was much later, and I definitely yeah. had my time lugging <laughs> equipment back and forth. Uh, still do to this day. I've never uh, done but a that. LAN that was definitely definitely later. That was more uh, mid two thousands for me. But I'm mean, never to move to Wales. You're boring. <laughs> well, like I said, if, trust me. If you see my town, we're a tiny little village, and like we'd only ever take the Mega Drive over our house. Dude, dude like I lived in a pit village. And did this in eighty seven. Uh, so like I said, that's, the, that's the, no nearest, <laughs> the nearest uh, large or nearest small city is twenty five miles away from where I live. So, you know, put let that sink in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, Cola named these games. Did you name both of them? You did, didn't you? A pigeon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm all set. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Gray, favorite. Dune. 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 The first. One. I know he was. I know yeah, he was the on the RPG. Next the RPG Dune. I know everyone yeah. says Dune 2 is the best. I don't think so. I think Dune 2 is just a bloody Command and Conquer clone. Well, I it think, is. I mean, it was the yeah. first, so it wasn't a Command and Conquer clone. It was the first RTS. Oh, well, was I it? don't know. And don't get me wrong. I like Dune 2. Yeah. But from the same me, like yeah. I, yeah, like I said, Dune on the Amiga, it took, I think it was five or six discs to install, floppy discs, no, not CDs. And I loved it. It was one of my first, like, sort of big RPG games. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I, I loved it. And like, the, I could name a hundred games on the Amiga I loved, but Dune always stood out for me because, like I said, it was one of my first big RPG games I'd ever played. I'd never played like, I don't know, I can't even name them. But you know, D Dune for me is my favorite game. You know, not counting all the other ones like Legend, Walker, yeah. Lemons, um. Oh, loads. Uh, yeah. the, the, other, the other five million games that you like. Yeah, Chaos Engine. You know, I loved all those games. There was a fighting game on the Amiga as well. I'm trying to bloody think of it. Capital I can tell you one of the... So, no, no. It, it was a Street Fighter 2 clone. I can't remember the name of it, but one oh. of the fighters, his name was Cossack. If anyone in the chat knows what the name of that game was, I can't remember. Please don't tell him because he's going to ask me to play it. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but his name was Cossack. And yeah, that yeah, it was fighting games. One, one of the one of these two can play it instead. Um, yeah, yeah, but no, there was there's so many games on the Amiga. I still I still Shadow love to Fighter. this day. But Doom, Doom Shadow, was my Shadow game. Fighter. That wasn't that no, AJ no, only Shadow, Shadow Fighter. Shadow. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. No, there's an no, there's an OCS okay. Shadow Fighter. Uh, Pixies, I'm not going to ask you now. I'm going to ask you after me because yours is going to be super interesting. You're going to be able to talk for about it for ages. I know. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, this is now reading, reading. <laughs> uh, Syndicate. Syndicate's oh, mine. I forgot about Syndicate. That's How awesome. Did you forget about Syndicate. Love that game. Yes, exactly. See, it's pretty oh, fun. It, I was nearly going to say flashback. Followers. Yeah, Syndicate. Uh, Syndicate on the Amiga. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't really have anything to say, but if you guys don't know Syndicate, then you have missed out and you need to go so play good. it. So good. It is good. fantastic. Yeah, it works on PC too. So you can. Oh, and it's on the SNES version. It was on the SNES, shit. yeah. yeah. It's pretty shit. This was alright, man. I used to no, play that with a full plate of my mates. Pink hair and yellow hair to make it for kiddies. It's like, you know. It was alright, uh, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, Syndicate. Um, 
So I don't need to wax lyrical because it's just fantastic. Pixies. Yeah. So I, lo- I love Settlers dearly. Um, I played a hell of a lot of Settlers back in my in my time because uh, it was just its own little world and yeah. um, watching these little men go around and the music was amazing. The, the music track was like 20 minutes long, so it didn't loop so much. And me and my mate would just sit there playing it two-player, split screen, whistling the music yeah. <laughs> while we were there. Um, but... If I was to talk about a game that was probably very pretty unique to the Amiga, it'd probably be be uh, Moonstone because uh-huh. Moonstone was amazing and yeah. it was gory as hell, which is great when you're a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And running around with your knights, attacking each other, attacking all these uh, creatures, um, there was nothing else like it, and that, there's been nothing else like. That's the one you could really. chop the heads off, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and pose, okay. pose with your sword in the air. Yes. <laughs> I'm rushed. Yes. Um, like when, like when it comes to games, like when Hitch just mentioned, but then I completely forgot about like Another World and Flashback, the two most mm-hmm. classic games. Like I think I am assuming most people know about now, but they started on the Amiga, and like yeah. Flashback was like another Another World was a bloody an accomplishment in video games, you know, with rotoscoping people and stuff, and then Flashback came along, and. Uh, it was so good. It was just yeah. so bloody good. Flashback like, looks yeah. so good. It does. It looks Flashback amazing. Flashback was amazing on the Amiga. Uh, Another World is better on the 3DO, just saying. Um, <laughs> it's better on the 3DO because it has higher res backgrounds, so they look better. That's it the only does, it's, but it's, I, I, I would argue it loses a little bit of the charm by having the higher res backgrounds. Sorry, those backgrounds. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I understand that too. Not but, to interrupt uh, before we go any further. Amiga Live has just found the fighting game I was talking about, Body Blows. Body Blows. I love that game. Love that game. Body Blows. It probably, it's probably shit because I haven't seen this since those days, but <laughs> I love that game. What games did you guys pick in chat? Let's have a look. Um, Body Blows. Uh, music. Did you pick any games in chat? Jesus, I don't think you did. You're talking about modern-ish Amigas, which aren't really Amigas, in my opinion. Uh, no, nobody's really mentioning. Theme Park. Zebedee's yeah. Magic Roundabout. Appropriate, yes. really. Theme Park. Yeah, there's some thing. way up there. Lemmings. Um, yeah. I see from yeah. Zebdi's Magic Roundabout. Uh, Cobrian said Scorched Earth, not even a contest. Scorched uh, Amiga Lives yeah. uh, said uh, UFO Enemy Unknown AGA. Uh, why and, AGA, uh, dude? Why you have to be so elitist? <laughs> I, I understand why. It it runs better. Uh, the OCS it, it version runs. can... Yeah, you have to be really patient for the OCS UFO yeah. Enemy Unknown. But, but we were all patient gamers back then. Elite that's, Frontier that's 2? Oh my god, not yep. even on an accelerated Amiga, that's barely playable. So, yeah, I used to love Elite. Elite and um, Elite Frontier 2. Landing on planets for the first time in a video game ever. From going from space to landing on a planet. I don't care that it took 30 minutes. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the, only, the only experience with Elite I've ever had is Elite Dangerous, so I, I've never played the original. Yeah, shit game, buy it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you got things like uh, Lotus 2 as well. Oh, I was going to Mega Drive. We were yeah. talking about game devs, bedroom coders, magnetic fields. Mm-hmm. They made mm-hmm. the Lotus games. They then went Lotus. on to be the best rally simulators ever. Uh, they made some other games after that that I forgot about now. Kid Chaos. 
Kid Chaos. Did they make Kid Chaos? Yeah, Magnetic Fields was Kid Chaos. Yes, the first time you played it, it did, the intro, I remember now, dun, 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 type thing. It's that Excalibur intro. Um, yeah. yeah, I love Magnetic Fields. I, I used to think they were the greatest things because they, uh, Magnetic Fields, who made Lotus, etc., uh, they then went on to make things like RAC, Q Rally, Lombard Rally, and stuff on the PC. And them with the wheel and everything, they, they're what turned me into a massive rally fan. So because of them, I like Sega Rally and stuff. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, K240, one of the best strategies. I have not played that, weirdly. I know about it, though. Yeah. Like Gremlin, which later put the idea in Fragile Alliance on PC. Gremlin, good good company. Yeah, gre- yeah I used to love Gremlin games. Slightly biased, but good company. <laughs> Gremlin, when they were back in Sheffield, anyway, I don't even know if they're still in. Oh, the Sheffield company were they? I didn't yeah, know that. That's that's the <laughs> only reason that. I managed to work for them is because they were fairly local to me. I did not know so, they were Sheffield company. An hour's were, travel there, an hour's travel back every day. It was good. There were a lot of iconic um, developers on the Amiga. So you got your Sensible Software. Yes. You got your Psygnosis, uh, Bitmap Brothers. Um, you've got like a bullfrog really yeah. made their start on the Amiga Team yes. 17, yeah. Team 17, that's what I was trying to think of them then. Team 17, Acid yeah. Software, who I always bring up because of skid yeah. marks, because of skid marks, yeah, yeah. And Blitz Basic as Pixel Pixies likes. Who yeah. developed Legend, though? That's the question. Micropose, <laughs> no, no, was it? I don't know, but it was probably <laughs> Micropose, could have been US Gold. Well, they didn't US. develop it, obviously. Um, Lucas Films, come on! Nobody's really mentioned Lucas Films. They they pretty much made point and clicks what they are today. Yeah. You know, thirty years yeah. later. There was um, there was a, a you just reminded me now, and I'm I'm sure it was the Amiga. I'm sure of it. it was an Indiana Jones point and click. Was it Fate of Atlantis? Was that an yeah. Amiga? That was yes. that an Amiga. Yes. That's that's. And PC, that's the, but yes. Yeah, that's the biggest one I remember. Yeah, it was Amiga for me. That's the biggest one I remember. And like, you know when I said earlier that I drew an Indiana Jones scene in D- Deluxe Paint? Yeah. It was from that game. It wasn't from the film. It was from that game, Fate I, of Atlantis. I am surprised. Got- Every time I stream Amiga, everybody always asks for one game. It's always one game, maybe Legend. because they know I can't stand it. Not Legend, though. That's no. just you. Uh, Turrican 2. And nobody's mentioned Turrican, Turrican 2. Turrican 2 is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah now, really but nobody's mentioned Turrican it. 2. I did. I didn't play it back in the day, but um, but I played it more recently, and it's like I'm terrible at this, but it's great, and I could just leave it on the menu. (laughs) Right, Turrican Two. There's a couple of things with Turrican Two. Right, first, I love that game. Secondly, it's an amazing soundtrack, which I've listened to that one. I've listened to the orchestral version so many bloody times. Chris Holzbeck. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the third. There was a Universal Soldier game on the Mega Drive. I still own. It's here somewhere. If you look that up, it is a reskinned Turrican 2 game. I think I've got it. Yeah, Turk. It's a re- look it up. It's a reskinned Turrican 2. It's even got the same music in it. Yeah. And it's yeah, Turrican 2 was awesome. But I'll never forget that Universal 2 game I had on the uh, Universal Mega Drive game I had, which was was. Turrican 2 reskinned with the same music is amazing. <laughs> the biggest problem I have with Turrican, it's the, the Turrican games in general. I, I really love them graphically. M- you know, music is awesome in those games, but man, when I play them, there's zero knockback when you 
collide with an enemy. Yeah. So I just end up sitting on a bad guy, this little guy, and he just drains my health, and then it's over. Because <laughs> uh, I, I haven't paid attention, right? You're allowed um, to jump out of the way, though. <laughs> well, yeah, eventually you learn how to react, but sometimes you, like, don't realize that that's happening, and you just die. I know what you mean, yeah. Um, I wish there was just, like, some sort of, like... Uh, collision or you, you can't like just sit there and sit on the, the enemy i think that would make those games like twice as good for me um yeah. but i still think they're worth people's time to play um i, I don't like turukan 2 but i am exactly the same as you even though i don't like it i'm not very good at it i still enjoy playing it for 20 minutes every now and then uh, but I'm lousy, you know, hold down the fire and then spin your weapon around. I, I can't play. It's just so complicated. Even though it's not, it is. I don't know if it's the gameplay mechanics like you. It's lacking in some things like feedback and stuff. I just can't. I, I don't know. I just can't do it. Um, are you linking Turrican 2? <laughs> I'm putting Turrican 2 in there and putting Universal Soldier, the Mega Drive, and you see if you can see the difference. <laughs> okay, I, I, I will look after the stream. Yeah. Um, another game I'm surprised nobody's mentioned, although Pixies, I think it was Pixies mentioned a bit. My brother, it's could have been Cola. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, Speedball Two, mm-hmm. is that the best sports game in the world ever? It's pretty great. Yeah, it's pretty it's, great. It's up there, isn't it? It's got to be. <coughs> it's got ice cream. I mean, I did. Yeah, I, l- I loved Speedball Two. <laughs> loved it. Yeah, I, I used to play Speedball Two with my mates all of the time. That oversensible world of soccer i'm sorry but that i preferred sense. sensible world of soccer myself yeah. i but, never uh, liked sensible back in the day it was stupid you could never keep your foot on the ball it was too fast i th- i think that's what was <laughs> now so I good enjoy about it. Sen- yeah with sensible yeah. soccer i think it was the fluidity you had with that game when there was other football games out and they were shit they were absolute <laughs> shit with sensible soccer you had fluid gameplay and yeah. you had to work for the, the 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 ball it was it was a really good game i do uh, I played a ton of uh, goal as well, which was goal. which was kind of like goal, which, yeah. which was like That's a Dino Dino. So the the guy who did a uh, kickoff two and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I was tweeting to Dino not that long since actually. We were talking about kickoff two because he wanted to do his remake or something. I think he actually managed to do it, but it was I a while ago now. Um, also, um, Jeff Crammond, stunt car racer, Jeff Crammond's F one Grand Prix. Yeah. Um, amazing games published by Micropose, I believe. Do you uh, all right? Stunt Car Racer is another one of those games. I was saying that earlier, like the, with Gloom, I hadn't seen this since the mid 90s. And Stunt Car Racer, before I looked it up the other day, in my <laughs> it's head. Got everything. Yeah, I got everything. Stunt Car Racer, in my head, before I looked it up the other day, was 60 frames per second, full on 3D, bloody detailed everywhere. And I looked it up. It's aged, but yeah. <laughs> Brilliant, yeah. brilliant game still back great. in the day. Still great, yeah. yeah uh, it's even good game. on C64. It runs reasonably well. It's it's perfectly playable, even though it is only five frames a second around a corner. It doesn't seem to make any difference because they knew how to make that five frames a second work for some reason. Well, yeah, what was so good about Stunt Race, I mind, and like back then, it, it, was just, it just looked good. I didn't appreciate it until I got older was the sort of physics of the wheels and the suspension bouncing. Yes, yes. You look at that now, and that's brilliant for something back then. It is. It you know, is. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I used to appreciate something like that even back then, but I didn't know it was because of physics and stuff. Like, you know, it was, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. Guy, they're going you out to make a driving game, definitely. Yeah. yeah. You had games like uh, 
Jimmy White's World Win Snooker and Arch McQueen's yeah. ball. I love Jimmy White's World Everyone World loves Snooker. Jimmy yeah. White's, where, where, when you're pointing at the ball and it suddenly starts waving, going, yeah. <coughs> yeah. That was like, whoa, what's, what's going on? What's happening? It's weird. Uh, Super Skid Marks, i got to mention it before we do anything else, before we end. Super Skid Marks, the greatest racing game on any system ever. If you disagree, come to Norway, I will beat you. I liked Skid Marks on Emi. I, I owned it. I also owned the DLC. Well, it wasn't called DLC back then, but I owned the expansion disc with the caravans. Yeah. Didn't fucking work. Oh. Never worked for Car- me. The caravans ever. are fun. Caravans with the cows or the F1 cars. <coughs> yeah. That, that Never was... worked. I don't know why. Yeah. The F1 cars are unplayable in that game. I used to be good at that game, but the F1 cars are nightmare. 100% nightmare. Well, uh, yeah, I absolutely love that game. I thought it was fantastic. I've just noticed the Pidgey is number 87 on the 11amiga.com website. The you what, sorry? A Pidgey. 87. Yeah, number 87. Oh, what, a Pigeon? A Pidgey. A, a Pidgey, a, a a right. <laughs> a Pigeon, yes. A Pigeon is number 87. It's above Stardust, which is good, because Stardust is <coughs> awful, in my opinion, but hey. Um, I'm just having a quick look. The, the Amiga okay. had a ton of good um, puzzle games as well. Yeah. Um, so things like uh, Pushover and uh, Ooh, Exit. Pushover. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. the, game, the game that made me buy Quavers. Yes. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and you had good puzzle platforms as well, like uh, Benefactor and Fury of the Furries and things like that. There you go. Yeah. Benefactor's well, um, um, uh, exclusive to the Amiga. It's mm. not on anything else, and that's by Dice too. Yeah, I believe. Dice, the yeah. Dice, as yes. in yeah, Q-Q-Q? digital digital illusions. Wow. Yeah, okay. the ba- Battlefield folks. Well, they went downhill, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> Although they made Amiga some Light- money on the way. Amiga Live just mentioned. I completely forgot. It was Worms, and that's still around today. Is oh, yeah, an all-time yeah. classic game. Yeah, yeah originated on the Amiga. The original yeah, yeah, Worms yeah. on the Amiga. Uh, I played it via Amiga Live. It's still, it's a bit janky, slow in areas, but it still plays perfectly fine. And I, the the yeah, gameplay I, has not aged because the gameplay the gameplay has not changed. Not really. It's been refined. I'm, rem- I'm remembering. I might be remembering incorrectly. I don't know, but I seem to remember that on the Amiga at least. There was an expansion that came out for Worms that allowed you to have better sound effects on the voices or better voices. I can't remember. It was a sound pack. Oh, sound pack, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I seem yeah. to remember. On the, it was the uh, Director's Cut version of Worms. Uh, oh, mate, there you go. That's that's what I remember from the Amiga. The best thing yeah. about Worms is being able to make your own backgrounds. Yep. Yes. Own yes. yes. Yeah. One yeah. of the yeah. few things I still have from my original Amiga are the discs with Worms backgrounds on some of them are bloody awful but uh <laughs> adf but still, and send them to me yeah, <laughs> you can. Can do. Can do. sweet i will play them i will do I'd some pixies backgrounds on worms <laughs> i'd love to be able to make backgrounds for the current worms games i would love that I'd yeah i actually don't know why you can't do it for the the worms that we play weapons of mass destruction the bmd i mean it's not a hard thing maybe they just i don't know no, that's you could easily make the background just yeah. putting it in the game, like you know, yeah. For for a game that's always had those things. All right, quick chat about two things on the Amiga, two scenes on the Amiga: the scene, the demo scene, and the PD scene, public domain. I mean, I mean, PC had it. PC PC still has a demo scene. It it was never as big. I don't think. 
Uh, maybe I just didn't hang in that circle for long enough. I'm not quite sure. But public domain. Who bought the public domain? And how fucking good is Gravity Force 2? Uh, Fred yeah. Fish Discs, all of these. You know, PD is is, is surely a global um, thing of, I, for everybody. I can't, I can't talk too much on public domain. I, I definitely had them on the Amiga. But again, back then, I didn't know what public domain was. <laughs> yeah. It was just another... another Output, output for games for me like you know i didn't know yeah. what public domain was so i i used to go to we used to have a guy i used to pay i think it was a quid maybe it wasn't back back then uh for a disc like you know a couple of floppy disks and basically just whatever pd you wanted drag it onto it i paid for it because i was paying for the uh, convenience of having somebody do it for me and i got two discs out of it as well so you know um, I had about I had about three different ways of getting PD on the Amiga. The one was uh, my mate with his uh, twelve hundred and his CD drive would just buy the Aminet CDs, um, oh, and then we'd we'd just like flick through those forever and a day. Yeah. Um, you'd get them on the front front of a uh, cover discs, and yep. again, uh, nice. and then you get the mail order as well. So you'd you'd uh, send your money, send your your stamped address envelope and your check off to to uh, to someone. And yeah. uh, and then you know a week or two later, some discs would come back, which may or may not work. Um, <laughs> and then you play again. <laughs> yeah, when I got the CD access on the twelve hundred T, then then I definitely got the Aminet CDs. Um, along with, do you know one of the things of the best Aminet CDs in my opinion? Well, things like the museum tours, basically Google Maps and Google Street View before Google Street View was ever a thing. You said. Mm-hmm. Get these like free libraries. So I used to go and you know view all the Monets and at the Louvre and stuff like that, and just walk around it. And they're, they're fantastic. I love multimedia CDs. Well, the Encarta, the Encarta the, uh, CDs before the Encartas because yeah, yeah. they were kind of on the Amigas before that. Yeah, you had something on the Amiga. It wasn't called the Cart. I had a Gorilla Interactive Encyclopedia on the Amiga on CD. You can get um, them now, new ones, but they're all shit like paranormal and, and aliens, and yeah. it's just like it's not the same. It's not the same. I like real things, you know. Call me weird, but I learned more about the world through my Amiga, I think, than anything else. That and Carmen San Diego games, though. And I, I've said this before, and I can't remember where I got it from. It was like the magazine or something. Jillian Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> I had. Uh, it came on a disc, and it was a photo. She was in, I still remember, she was in a dark blue dress. Yeah. Curvy as hell. I was like 13 or 14 years old. My hormones are through the bloody roof. You know, so, yeah. You could I, I hope you'll take, as a new Amiga dip, owner, I hope you're taking notes, Cola. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Anime 100 PD disc. Uh, Brilliant screen. I'll, I'll uh, be looking forward yeah. to that IFF file later. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like, you know, that Kim Wilde porn that you have on yours? Oh, that's <laughs> my C64, yeah. but yes. It's a bit Is she gardening? Like <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fit Kim Wilde. <laughs> All right. There's, there's a, a lot of good PD, though. Um, I had not... Of course, not experiencing back in the day. I had pretty much stuck to commercial stuff until probably about six months ago. I tried a number of PD games. Oh, boy. <laughs> We're laughing about a comment in chat for the people on audio. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cole's but like, about um, to become a man. <laughs> Deluxe, uh, Deluxe Pac-Man, Deluxe Galaga, both like really good games, You know, really good conversions of their source material. Yeah. Um, as you had kind of mentioned, uh, I forget which that uh, Galaxy 
Force. I think Gravity it was called. Force Gravity Force. Gravity Force. Sorry. Yeah, the I played the, the first one. Game. Apparently, so, the second one's way better. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's kind of funny. I'm I'm really in my mind. It's because there's still what we call homebrew now coming out for the Amiga. <clears throat> Yeah. Where did the line uh, happen where we stopped calling it PD when it was free and we started calling it homebrew? You I, know? I think, and we've talked about, I've talked about this quite verminently, is that the right word, um, on C64. I think it's when they release PD games but expect that it's worth money and charge you a few bucks for it. And it's really not. It's not worth money. I think that's the thing. You know, Nowadays, people make things, and a lot of people like, you know, Oh, I can make money on this. You know, I can sell thousands and thousands of copies. So let's charge twenty bucks for it and stuff like. That. Of course, they sell two um, because it's just not that popular. But yeah, I think that's a homebrew. You can charge for PD. It's public domain. You can't charge for PD. If you do, you're breaking a moral law, at least if not an actual law. So I think that's why. I think I think it's when devs got a bit greedy. So I call it PD still. If it's um, PD's PD, homebrews. Sometimes free, but can be charged for homebrew. Seems to be demos. I mean, uh, demos of games more than release games these days, in my opinion, from what I've seen. But I haven't experienced much on the Amiga homebrew scene for for a few years yet because I only just got mine. So, yeah, but yeah, that's that's when to me. So yeah, um, and yeah, the anime, anime PD discs, get them. Slideshows, amazing. <laughs> it's all was it not... with a hentai anime? Was that even a thing? Well, back what, then? Do, what do you think it's going to be? I mean, it's not going to yeah, be yeah. just pre- <laughs> pretty, pretty young girls in long skirts and big eyes, is it? It's going to be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I still love watching. You watch Gillian Anderson. I watch somebody getting molested by tentacles. Um... <laughs> my, my only, my only thing though, the only I reason I like then. Gillian Anderson so much was X Files. Yeah. Know, so. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I feel homebrew tends to mean it needs to be broken in some way to get it on the jailbreak hack custom hardware. That That's also true, yes. PD became shareware. No, shareware was always a thing at the same time as PD. So I think were... some PD was shareware. There's a number of PD yeah. games where I've seen like, yeah. oh, this, this version is free, but send me $15 and I'll give you this extra yeah. version with extra things. You play the extra three, you know, the, the rest of the game, basically. Um and last but not least, uh, unless we've got anything to talk about the hardware still, um, scenes, the scene, the scene, the demo scene. Uh, I'm just going to let you guys wax. What, Jesus on Easy, you mean? Is that, that is one of them, yes. <laughs> Jesus on Easy. The That's greatest, the only one I'm aware about. The greatest of. demo of the back then days, yep. definitely. Uh, I know some <laughs> people find it overrated, but they just don't admit that they were sat there going, oh my God, this is so cool, when they were like 12. The thing with Jesus, like, that's the only thing I'm aware of when it comes to the scenes, but Jesus on ease, I didn't know what he was back then. I did, like, I didn't like trance music. I hated trance music. I don't but, like trance music. I love no, Jesus no, no, Anise. but, but I loved Jesus on ease because one, it had, it just, it was just thumping. Yeah. And two, it had sort of the, the vector graphics, which, oh, excuse me, which were quite kind of, um, I don't know, on the Amiga, you know, the thing for me where I, they were like, fractal demos where yeah. they did fractal animations or vector animations and i used to love watching them on the amiga and like jesus and ease just came with some bloody awesome music yeah. at the, the same the, time the like dude's that. face had kind of exploded out of the, yeah, yeah. the skateboard yeah. who kept going and going and going <laughs> yeah you know that's yeah great stuff 
I, I, I love that one. I mean, yeah, nowadays it's been beaten by, I know, dare, dare I say, Eon, a lot of people don't like it. A lot of people like it's not a demo, it's just a movie. I do what I I don't get there's yeah. nothing there's nothing wrong with Eon. Eon I is agree. a masterpiece. Yeah. Those those people can STFU. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not the toxic one. He is. I've no idea where Eon is, by the way. I have no idea. So. It's a, it's a demo that came out um last year yep. uh by uh Black Lotus. Uh, the Black Lotus, yeah. And uh, it's it's very, very good. Uh, it really only runs on a standard A500. There's yeah. no WHD load version for it. Um, but it's very don't impressive. Use AGA. It, yeah, it does not use AGA. <laughs> There's some very impressive kind of rotating 3D effects and a bunch of other stuff that goes on in it. And it's got a really kind of... Um, chill sort of music that sounds very modern it all looks very modern for what it is yeah um, it looks like it belongs in the matrix looking it up or tron even where she get you get digit she gets digitized and you know yeah it's like it kind of like slowly there's one scene in particular where it zooms in on this this woman this picture of a woman that's kind of um pixelated Hot. and then slow slowly the polygons kind of fill her in and then it's it's polygons and it starts to rotate and the music just is kind of crescendoing a little bit into like the drop. And yeah. then once it starts rotating, the drop happens and it's the whole experience of it. Very, very artfully. Done. What's it called? Eon. 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 E yes. um, I'll drop a, that. I'll drop a link. The Black, in, uh, the black Lotus. Yeah. It is probably the, especially when you consider the system, it's probably the most advanced tech demo I've seen for the A500. Sounds like a Japanese triad gang, the Black Lotus. <laughs> May well be. <laughs> They've done a lot of uh, very cool demos, although a lot of their stuff is really high-end AGA on 60 stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, they're they're a very cool group nowadays. They're, I mean, there's there's no shortage of, of new demos coming out for the Amiga, um, mm. even in 2020. Yeah. Still have seen, um, seen competitions every year, more than one. And I'll say, I'll say my conversion of uh, you know my my A five hundred from an NTSC machine to a PAL machine was really pushed by the demo scene. I wanted to see these demos running on their original hardware, um, and it's amazing what these these people get out of these machines. Even the early stuff, like watching um, stuff like um, uh, I can't think of it. I will I will think of it in a second. Uh, Enigma by Phenomena. Uh, it's like a really kind of an early demo from like 93, I want to say, but there's like ray tracing and fully 3D scenes where everything kind of moves around and the music's really good. And um, yeah, it's just, it's fun to dig into those archives of all the stuff the demo scene has made over the years. Yeah, I, I used to buy so many scene PD discs. It was just like, I just stick scene stuff on, put, put the demos on. Pixels! I, I I missed out on the scene back in the day. Um, I've only really got into it more recently. But then, I, if I think back, I was as I was sort of like a in my sort of mid-teens and just getting into music. I wasn't. I was into more, you know, rock and indie and all this kind of stuff. So yeah. so these uh, pumping dance beats weren't really doing it for me, kind of thing. <laughs> um, now I'm a bit older and I like a bit of everything. Then yeah, great. Uh, that that was the same as me, mine. I hated trance music. I hated dance music. I hated anything with the bloody 
constant beat in it. I was like you, I was in indie music, heavy yeah. metal, rock, anything. But for yeah. some reason, Jesus on Ease, I loved it. Having I it loved in front it. of you, pumping out these graphics. Yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, okay, I'll just go invited to a rave. And, I, <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm allowed to go to this one. My dad's not going to tell me off. Yeah, you know? yeah. It was it was great. Um, my favorite demo is not Jesus and Ease. I found it recently. Imagine a younger me, no beard, no gray hair, more hair on top. Um, although looking at two of these people, they're probably like, you, <laughs> yeah. you got more hair than uh, most people. Don't well, worry. Cola, Cola's, Cola's got a full fucking rug on, is it? Um, <laughs> it'll go one day, sir. It will go. <laughs> I don't know. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. I might get lucky. Uh, anyway, this, I'm sat there. I watched this demo. It's the Voyager space probe doing a flyby on Saturn. Oh. I think it was. Um, Carl Sagan, my childhood hero, the my childhood hero, was quoting a Haldane's quote over life is not just stranger than usually than we can imagine. It's stranger than we can imagine. And uh, it took me 30 years, but I finally found that demo again. Last year, I think, at the end of last year. So it came out 30 so years happy. ago, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was ancient. I wouldn't mind seeing it. You'll have to link that. Uh, well, yeah. it, maybe not 30 years ago, but, you know, 20 to 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It was absolutely amazing. I love it. And when you when I watch it now, I was still, like, tear-shedding, even though it's just one scene, one quote, and a bit of music. It's a crap demo, but it's it's still amazing. It's Carl Sagan. Who wouldn't like that? Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. So... Uh, um. it, did you guys ever get into um, music discs? I know demos were mm -hmm. a thing, but I kind of adjacent to them no, were uh, music discs. I, uh, I did for I the eighties music, and still do. I get Depeche Mode, all that kind of stuff. Came wild. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's kind of fun to like have it just sit there and play mods, and usually there's some mm -hmm. sort of visual along with it or a theme. Yeah, um, yeah. those can be fun to explore. Yeah. I I, I used to, uh, my, my 1200 got used a lot for music discs, playing music in, it wasn't a hippo player, but it was something um, like hippo player, um, doing the scene stuff. I think I probably did them more than I did the games. So, cause I, I think, I, uh, yeah. One of the things that really impressed me about the Amiga when I first started using it was mods, like yeah, mod music. Great. Yeah. Uh, listening to some of the drum and bass and other things that people have come up with, you know, using just those four channels. Yeah. Um, it's insanity. I mean, it sounds like a, a modern machine making this music and it's something from 1987 pumping out these tunes, you know, or yeah. even earlier. I mean, I guess the chip came out in 85. So, yeah. I mean, if that's capable of, of producing and playing back this quality of music, yeah. um, very very cool very cool indeed you need some lighting done i just realized i haven't seen daylight for about an hour <laughs> <laughs> so well, two, two hours 13 minutes pretty much so <laughs> yeah two hours yeah. yeah um all right do we have anything else to talk about the amiga do you guys have anything else to talk about did, did we i mean we didn't really cover anything beyond the 5 12 and 600 uh, because is there any other Amigas? <laughs> no, that's the big box stuff. Yeah. The thing um, is, they're virtually the same. They're just got a monitor with them, and they're not under a keyboard. They have a separate I keyboard. Think, I think the big, the big yeah. boxes were a lot more popular in the US than they were in Europe. Mm. Um, and things like the Amiga One Thousand, the first one, 
Um, with the little little garage, you can put your uh, keyboard under on the front. <laughs> going on the uh, sorts of things. Going on the Amiga, I, I'm I'm still pissed off of my general manager in work who has a boxed Amiga 500 in his attic, and who always now and again goes to me. I'm thinking about selling my Amiga. I thought, I'll buy it off you. Does he fuck? <laughs> still in his bloody attic. <laughs> He's, he's a but, wise uh, man. He's a wise man. So yeah, you, like, you had the the big boxes, and you had like a video toaster. Obviously, was yep. was a massive thing, especially in the states, um, for for making all those uh, amazing uh, visuals, doing all the Genlock stuff, and all that sort of thing. Yeah. So, There's an insane amount of shows back then that used it, you know, in in a big setting and in just small public access stations across the United States. Um, I mean, there's also there's there's Amigas being used today back in my home state of Michigan. Um, there's a school system that has an Amiga 3000 that's running an HVAC system. Um, I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these machines are still being used today. It's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, at least they don't catch viruses. <laughs> yeah. true, well, <laughs> they, not, they, not any yeah. modern ones anyway. <laughs> yeah, not any modern ones. But yeah, that those are. <clears throat> Yeah, so you wanted an Amiga 4000 back in those days, says Celia. I think we all probably wanted an Amiga 4000, uh, mm. but we all just bought an Amiga 1200 instead, yeah. which 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 fitted nicer on our desks. Although right now, the size of this 500, I wish... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Form factor is a thing sometimes in modern society, at least. <laughs> um Amiga Live asked, did anybody use it for other than games? Some of us did. Pixels did. I yeah. I, I yeah. used my Amiga. Didn't do anything with it, but I used it for like um, making my own fake newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> like on publishing software and Word software. I can't remember yeah. what the Word software was called. But I used to like writing out my own articles yeah. and making my own little layouts. Yeah, I loved that. I used it a bit for printing some stuff out because, again, a little bit older, so I was using it for more work-related stuff occasionally, but not often. Um, I used Deluxe Paint quite a bit. I also used it a lot, uh, a 1200 anyway, for uh, BBSs back in the day. Yeah, as as for printing, like I said, I used to use Deluxe Paint a lot. And my father, because for work, he had a dot matrix printer which was yeah. the loudest printer in the history of printers. Yeah. And I used to print my little artworks out and I... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's the other thing I used to... The really fast ones were even worse because they just went... Yeah. Horrible sound. Horrible sound. I did my schoolwork on my on my Amiga. I still have somewhere a printout of my Battle of Britain... Um, essay with a little Spitfire that I drew in a <laughs> in Deluxe Paint three that I stuck in on Wordworth, I think it was. I yeah. I done my entire history exam about Battle of Britain. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have eat? No, Cola didn't have one. Damn it, Cola. <laughs> no, sorry, I didn't have one then. But I mean, even today. Trying to think if I've done anything on there productivity wise. I've always meant to. I, I kind of want to play around with uh, D Paint at some point. Uh, I almost did for the contest that um, uh, Pixel Vixen 
and uh, Tenmark were doing. That was uh, definitely a cool thing that they were doing, trying to get people to use Deluxe Paint or do stuff on their Amiga. I huh. I have seen some amazing, and I mean amazing, artwork done in Deep Paint. Yeah. Recently, now I'm talking about what, what? honestly that it blows my mind. It looks it looks like it's been done with bloody graphics pen on uh, Photoshop or something. It looks think, amazing. Call the tablets and stuff. No relation. Um, yeah, I mean, D Paint was made for by industry veterans to use yeah. by industry veterans. Yeah. So yeah, they they wanted a tool where they could do the shit and the Amiga. So they did. They made it. So it's it's a very powerful tool, especially. I think it would be awesome also to like play with one of the three D utilities and make a logo or some sort of animation for if, for my yeah. stream. Yeah. And have that come in, you know. Yeah, I think it, that would be kind of cool. If you're gonna if you're gonna mess with 3D animation on Amiga, like I said, Cinema 4D, Lightwave, they're the only ones you need, really. Uh, yes, Burke, it was. Brilliant. That was the Egyptian mask. Deep painful. If you're gonna mess with 3D animation on the Amiga, probably do it on an emulator. <laughs> so, yeah, so then you can. So it doesn't take get, three days. To yeah, you can render. you can crank up the render time. <laughs> or crank down the render time. Yeah. Amiga Live just, uh, I've completely forgot about that. Personal paint. I used to use mm -hmm. the crap out of personal paint. I, I used to use P paint. I used yeah, to use yeah, P paint on PC too. That. It was one of my it, preferred systems. Uh, yeah, in fact, P paint, if I, from what I remember, P paint had the higher resolution stuff you could do with um, like uh, photographs and stuff. Yeah. From what I remember, I'm going off memory, but yeah, P paint was like the, it had the more colors than yeah. D, D, D paint. Okay, uh, I keep getting told that the podcast should be an hour long. I keep trying. We're now at two hours, 20 minutes. Who tells you it's an hour long? Everybody tells me it should be an hour long. Christ, long. Yeah, we, we have gotten a fair bit of feedback <laughs> on length. I haven't seen this feedback, and if anyone wants to discuss a one game for an hour long, go ahead. We can discuss more than one yeah, game. I, I don't think, it's not that kind of podcast. This is, in this no. case, four guys chatting away and giving their opinions and getting more opinions and bouncing ideas off each other. And sometimes that goes on for a bit longer than you think. You're like, oh, we're on yeah. an hour. Then all of a sudden we're on two hours, 20 minutes. No, so we're, we're going to end. Yeah, I could never. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. Christ, no, couldn't no, with you anyway. talking for an hour. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. I'm going to do this now so that you guys know I have invited, if he wants to and he enjoyed today, I have invited Pixels at Dawn Gaming to be a permanent residence on this podcast. So there are four of us in a nice little cube because I am sick to death of trying to fit three of us on the screen. Now, that's not the reason. We need somebody else. And uh, I can't get a girl. I'd love a, I'd love a woman, but uh, apparently they never want to do this thing. And I kind of don't blame I can't me. accommodate you with that, my friend. Yeah. So... I'm just happy to have someone else who hasn't got as much hair as me. <laughs> So we don't I'm know if he's going to do it yet because he hasn't actually said. I, I'm happy to provide some extra glare on your uh, on your podcast. Excellent. Excellent. Um, so quad damage. So, yeah, uh, there you go. We can't T get women. How pathetic, how pathetic is that? We cannot get women. I know. I know. <laughs> on the podcast, only on the podcast. Speak for yourself. Real right? life for me. Yeah, just life, just with this face, does fine. <laughs> it's real life for me. It's a, it's a, uh, it's this constant struggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a constant struggle to get them on here. Um, right, guys. So, so hopefully in two weeks' time we'll be back. I don't know what we're going to be talking about. Feel free to leave any feedback at the THP podcast uh, Twitter or mine, hi7cht, or these guys, or um, or anywhere else. And my Discord is probably the best place to be honest. 
uh, if you want us to talk about specific things, don't do it an hour before we go live because we do try and research. And from now on, all podcasts will be researched, even Dan. Um, right. Uh, thank you very much. Pixels at Don Gaming for joining us, who has a Twitch channel, by the way. Feel free to follow Indeed. it. Uh, as usual, thank you, Mr. Cola, who also has no a Twitch problem. channel. No problem. Glad to be here. I, um, yeah, I have one, I think. Yeah, you, you guys can link away. And uh, Mr. Gray's World of Gaming 1B. <laughs> I, I Dan, know your name. I Dan know Jackson your name. Draws. That's the only thing I'm going to plug is Dan Jackson Draws. Is that what he's changed to now? That, that, that's been that, there for a while now. It's is that, a, is that the actual channel, channel, though? Okay. That's the Yeah, yeah, Dan Jackson Draws. That's the drawing channel. There you go. Go to that one. It's YouTube. Yeah. YouTube <laughs> is a YouTube. It's not a Twitch. YouTube. It's always YouTube. I don't he, tra do he tries to Twitch, but he, don't, he just... I'd rather mixer. 